Let's do the damn thing. Oh, you know what time it is. It's time to take it to the burn land. It's about to go down. Hope you're all ready. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Come and roll with me to the burn land. Friends got to giving you the word, man. Any other BS is absurd, man. Sports talk and they give it to you firsthand. They can talk turps, they can talk O's. Yeah, they both lit. That's how it goes. Baltimore squad, Ravens and Poe. Better tune in. Here gonna show. Birdland, Birdland, Birdland. BS. Birdland, Birdland, Birdland. It's all about that BS, peeps. What's up, BSers? What's up, guys? Gals? Friends? Children? Scott? James Let's... and Drew in the house tonight. Down a man. Down a man. No Down a man. But we're gonna we're gonna make this we're shit gonna go make it forward work. anyway. And Either we got, way, we got a new pilot in the pilot seat over there. We can't go to the camera change yet. But that's right. We got Drew. Right now. <laughs> Drew right in the producer chair tonight for the first time. Who so is our first? Who is our first out there? John Googs. John Googs. John Googs on YouTube. Usually, Googs. usually seems Sorry, to be Stephanie. in the, uh, Stephanie was, the Maryland segment, usually. Stephanie right. was four seconds off. Well, she, had the, she had the comments so far of the day. She did. She said her daughter she is on did. her scooter because she saw Lamar on his, <laughs> which is pretty cool. If you didn't see that picture, so check it out above my head here. Lamar and, uh, and Hollywood out on the town after the game on scooters. Kind of cool. Having fun. See his kids being kids. Reminds you just how young they really yeah, are, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. But speaking of the Ravens, man, the Ravens handled business at Mile High and apparently Handle. hurt some feelings along oh. the way as they were getting ready to leave the field. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And look at the little bitch. Yeah. I think exactly. they, the oxygen can get to the brain. <laughs> I think you're on to something. That there, may James. be it. That may be it. Uh, it. It's, you know... It's back home for a month now, a month of games at home, yeah. but quite refreshing. Not a lot of travel. Everybody's close to home. Uh, we're going to return against the Colts in another primetime game. We pull off another Monday Night Football game. This is this will be a uh, interesting game, but I, it's got the, the chance to be a trap game. We're going to get into that, but yep. hopefully they can be able to pull that out. And I'm going to put this as mildly as I possibly can. <laughs> the Terps uh, are humbled again on Friday night in prime time. Way to be way to say that politically yeah. correct because I would have said it way different. Yeah, but like I said, try to so say that as easy as I can. <laughs> uh, and also lose their best player for the year. Yeah, nasty. So we're going to talk big things with Terps moving forward. Yeah, and it, it's a wrap down of Camden Yards. Uh, the Orioles wrap up the number one overall pick. Yay for 2022! Yay for sucking! It, we it means, suck again! It means we hey, suck so bad we way, beat everybody else. You know the bull crap of all that? Now you're all, oh, well, that's if the CBA doesn't Screw that all Oh, up. we're going to get yeah. into that. Don't worry. Don't worry. But let's uh, let's give it a shout out to our sponsors, Fred. Injured at work or in an auto accident and not sure who to call? 855. I don't know why you wouldn't know at this point. As many times <laughs> I've said this. 855-MD-CRASH. The Maryland Personal Injury Attorneys. It'll have your back. If you find yourself in that for- unfortunate situation just like I have, give our team at MD-CRASH a call right away. We all know the cost of medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. It all adds up quickly and will definitely put you in a bad financial place. If you want a team that will handle your case, big or small, and just give you some peace of mind, save this number now. 855-MD-CRASH. It's 855-632-7274. Be sure to follow them on Facebook for some fun giveaways, including tickets to some upcoming Ravens games. 
God, you amateur. I just flipped my phone and it was automatic. It automatically popped up. You apparently. got Drew in the producer chair for the first time and you're the one screwing up. Yeah, right well, it's going downhill from here. Then, guys, sorry, everybody. We're screwed. We're screwed. Uh, all right, man. So let's, let's dive into this Ravens. Uh, there's been a lot of things going on. Apologize for uh, not going live yesterday. We had some some uh, personal things that we had to handle. Yeah, I, I uh, actually but, was going to address that, you know, just just to say that, you know, yeah. I, I'm happy that my wife is OK. It was, it was actually because my wife uh, had had some some medical stuff going on. So everything's OK. She's she's home. She's she's, you know, now healthy with, with uh, some some things that they've adjusted for. So happy to, to, to be that everything is settled and okay so uh we know that a few of you guys reached out we you know asking to make sure everything was okay yeah. um you know whenever we don't go live and that just shows us how i do want to appreciate or show our appreciation to the fans because that just shows how much you guys care about what yeah. we're doing um and tells us you know that we're we're in your homes and in your hearts every day um or every day that you're watching at least every tuesday <laughs> uh so we appreciate you guys uh but yeah let's let's jump into the game and yeah. and kind of break this down i know it's a little later in the week but uh Definitely some big things and some big storylines in this game. Yeah, and it was a game that you could finally breathe a little bit. You know, yes. these damn down-to-the-wire last-second games for the first three sec three games of the season. This is finally a game that the Ravens fans could take a deep breath. You're going into the last quarter. Yeah. You, you know, you don't feel threatened in any kind of way, you know, unless you're the Broncos because you're – you know, running for a record here or whatever. Somebody's panties were in a bunch. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but this is a game that the Ravens needed. They were going on the road, uh, going up against a 3-0 and Broncos team, going against a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater who, you know, maybe he's not putting up huge numbers as far as yardage goes, but his completion percentage was high. He was getting the job done, and he led this team to 3-0 and start. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a, you know, a team that we – when. When we looked at the, this competition last week, we said this could either be a blowout or it could be a real close game. Right. Um, it really depended on on who showed up for them, who showed up for us. Uh, you know, one of the big things in this game that helped the the second half was Teddy Bridgewater getting knocked the hell out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you knock him out of the well, game. You hate to, to me, see it. what was a, a clean hit? I mean, you slow that oh, thing yeah. down and you look at it any which way you want. I, you know, I understand Broncos fans are, are a little upset. You can't Nobody stop wants your momentum. To... This is the problem with the with the rule and exactly. the flag when it does come out. Exactly, and that was my whole thing. With it. there was no way for him to stop himself. I don't think of Owe so far through four games as any kind of a dirty player in any no. kind of way. Uh, <laughs> no. What I think about him is that he's an exciting rookie that we all were wrong on draft day about. And yeah, hundred you know, percent. We've eaten our words on that because he uh, gladly <laughs> he 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 looks great so far. You, you know who didn't look great? <laughs> Who's that? Teddy Bridgewater's replacement. No. Drew Locke. Who? Uh, Drew Nickerson. I would have been all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drew looked like Drew Locke of last year and of old. So he, uh, yeah, still not going to be an NFL starting quarterback in the future. I think he's a, he's a good change of pace kind of guy. He's a good number yeah. two or number three on some, you know, some teams rosters. Uh, he's got intangibles, but he just can't seem to put it all together. Yeah, no, he can't. Justin Tucker breaking a another record uh, as he becomes the fastest kicker in NFL history to reach 300 career field goals in 148 games. I know James is excited. I know he's super excited <laughs> over like, there. Like, hey, look well, at his, his, well, over look there, at his face over there. He was just like, <laughs> "Fuck you guys." Well, you guys can't put in the end zone. You guys do something to put points on the board. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the Ravens' mo for a very long time. This is why it's so important to have such a good kicker uh but yeah it's uh for him to do that 
in 148 games is just, I mean, just goes to speak of how good of a kicker he is. Like I said, if you could put any kicker in the Hall of Fame before his career is actually over, it's him. It's him. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Exactly. And speaking of records, you brought it up. I think we have to jump into it, yeah. right? Uh, the Ravens. They tie the NFL record for most consecutive games, 100 yards passing, uh, or I'm sorry, 100 yards rushing or more by a team in consecutive games, 43 games. They have tied the record, right? Mm -hmm. So the record is held by the, shit, the, Steelers. the Steelers, the Squealers, right? Schittsburg, whatever you want to call them, right? Right. Uh, they do it on the last play. And here, here's where there, there's the whole quote controversy. I love it. Right. On the last play of the game, you're doing it. You could have taken a knee. There was three seconds left. They go for it, whatever it is. But before we get into the comments that were made, mm -hmm. did you have any problem with the play call? In the moment, did you have any problem with the play call? I can see both sides of it in the sense that I don't like any kind of unnecessary risk with Lamar being out there, right? So I understand that argument of not wanting to put Lamar at an unnecessary risk. So it's Huntley should have been out there. It's a record that should, well, <laughs> that have been even more salt in the wound for him just to put a back out, backup out there to get the record. Um, I, but I see the other side of it too. You know, I think Harbaugh's comments, which we're going to get to here in a moment, are exactly how I felt. Like this was a play and a record that was, one very hard to obtain 40 Damn. 43 consecutive, consecutive games yes. like it takes three seasons to put that together right so that's that's something that doesn't Against happen top right? your defense your too. opportunities to do that are going to be very few and far in between over a lifetime so the ravens you know it meant something to the players it meant something to the coaches to get it and i have no problem with it it's a 60 minute football game like you play whistle to whistle this whole unwritten rule bullshit has always been bs to me from the beginning i i just I don't like it. Um, and then the comments that Vic Mangio, Vangio had after the game, well, you hit listen for yourself. Yeah, I thought it was kind of bullshit, but I expected it from them. You know, I've 37 years in pro ball, I've never seen anything like that. So, but it was to be expected, and we expected it. Why did you expect it from them? Because I just know how they operate. You know, they, that's just their. You know, mode of operation there. Player safety is secondary. And I heard this, and I I, I had the same sentiments uh, as what RG3 actually posted, right, in reference to all this. He says, what's understood doesn't have to be explained. Nearly every team in NFL history has taken a knee up two scores with three seconds on the clock. But the Baltimore Ravens don't care about your feelings. Right. They want the rushing They wanted the rushing record, and they went for it and got it. You don't like it? I think I just saw somebody say it in the chat. Stop them. That's exactly right. And that was my feeling on it too. And and the whole thing is it's you're you're talking out of both ends here, but because prior to that, they're using three timeouts with less than 30 seconds to go in the game to try to score a meaningless touchdown. Well, I, and I think Harb sums it up really well in what he had to say. I mean, I thought we were on good terms. We had a nice chat before the game. Uh, known each other for a long time, but I promise you, I'm not gonna give that insult one second thought. That's uh, what's meaningful. What's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them. Their concerns are definitely not our concerns. And, uh, you know, we didn't expect to get the ball back, you know, but I'd already decided, we decided that if we got the ball back, we were going to try to get the yards. And we got it back with three seconds left. So you're throwing the ball in the end zone with 10 seconds left. I don't know that there's a 16 point touchdown that's going to be possible Thank right there. You. So, you know, that didn't have anything to do with winning the game. So, like I said, what's meaningful to us. 
might not be meaningful to them, and we're not going to concern ourselves with that. And he had some, yeah, he had some quotes that <laughs> you could were, not have said that any better. You were talking about with the post game. This was actually the next day, right? That's yeah. where those come from. But the co- quotes post game, he also had some harsh comments and harsh words for it. He says that's a hundred percent his call. It's a tough record to accomplish. I'm going to say it's even more important than winning than winning the game. As a head coach, you think uh, I think you do for your players and coaches, and it's something they'll remember and have for the rest of their life. And I thought that was really interesting. And I, I was actually watching. I'm going to talk about this pre-show. Yeah. I was watching uh, the Pat McAfee show today, right? And one of the things that they had, one of the people they had on, was Chuck Pagano, right? Pat McAfee, Chuck Pagano, they know each other really well. Yeah. And Pagano said, "There's situations, yeah, where where he went for a record because he knew about it. I think he talked about Reggie White. Right? Reggie White was in a record, and he. What did they do? They went out at the end of the game and threw two bubble screens to him just to get him the record. He had to go explain to the other coach on the like when they shook hands and be like, "Look, here's why I did that, just so you know." And the other coach was like, "I was wondering why you fucking did that." Right? Like, like it it made sense to that coach at that point. Fangio, as long as he's been around, he should know better. Right. But it tells you it tells you something about maybe something about that locker room and that mentality. The fact that they're so butthurt about it tells you how important it was for them to have stopped him. And my point is. If it was that important for you to stop them from hitting the record, well, then you should have stopped them on that last play because there was right. still time on the clock. Well, I don't we care how you we want to look at it. We were expecting them to take a knee. Right. Shut up. James, go ahead. Real, real quick. Fangio is a fucking clown. All right. You, you had a 3-0 <laughs> record that barely beat anybody. Second of all, if he knew they were going to do this, just fucking run the ball out. Stop trying to score. Right. And then you, yes. you control That's what I was saying. Not getting yeah. that. Exactly. Just, just run the ball out. And the game's over. And then you worry about play, player safety. You're throwing the ball for a, a, a touchdown that you're down by 16. A player can get hurt right then and there, too. So shut the fuck up about your player safety. <laughs> yeah. It pisses me off. They knew they had it. They didn't stop it. Their butt hurt. So go go fuck yourself. Even if you dude. do that, even if he does, even if he does get in the end zone, right, in that situation, you still got to kick an onside kick and recover that kick. There's two more situations with player safety. Right. Shut. And, and even yeah. if you get it, then you're trying to throw it to the end zone again. Shut up, dude. And I, I didn't get a chance to dive into it too much, but I saw somebody put a tweet out earlier today where Fangio had Drew Locke throw like a Hail Mary down the end of the field, complete pass to Tim Patrick. I, I think it was last year or the year before. That was essentially, again, a, a, a a no reason play right. type of thing. They were just trying to run clock out and they end up throwing a, you know, a hail Mary down in the field that completed the Tim, Tim Patrick. So he's talking out of both sides of his ass. He does yeah. the exact same thing, whatever, but it is what it is. Listen, this game though does not happen and we do not get this win. And it's not as easy as if the defense doesn't play as good as yeah. they did in this game. This is their best game of the season. Cause I know a lot of us have been worried about the defensive play late, especially, you know, in the secondary and the yardage and everything that we're giving up. But this defense came together, five sacks as a team, and rookie Odafe away, man, continues to pop. This kid yeah. is going to be something special. Another another sack. I mean, he was putting pressure on, on Teddy, right? Yeah. He, you know, that's where the hit comes in uh, that, that knocks Teddy out. I think it just goes to show you what this kid can do. And here's the thing. I mean, he yeah, he, he only walked away from this game with one sack, but he was in on multiple pressures. There were a couple of opportunities that he would have had sacks easily on, but they were holding, oh, and yeah. they were not calling anything. Uh, almost had a second chasing lockdown yeah. uh, and, and just barely got the ball away. So, again, this kid is just, again, still just kind of scratching the surface with what his potential is going to be. And, again, having a, a veteran like Justin Houston, ju- not just from a production standpoint, but, again, from a mentor 
and, and leadership standpoint is him, doing wonders for him. Him and Calais being yeah. able to rush right there, right? Houston, you talked about Houston. He, he gets a sack in this game, right? Five total team sacks. Yep. So you talk about away getting one, Houston gets one. And then the guy that you decided to pay in the offseason, the guy, you know, you let Matt Judon walk, he goes up to New England, which kudos to Matt Judon. So far, he's having mm-hmm. a really good season up there in New England. Look, New England looks like it's a good fit up there. Uh, but the guy that you signed that you thought would be kind of like the more budget-friendly deal, Tyus Bowser, has a pair of sacks in this game. Yeah, it looks game. looks good. And then the other, you know, the other the other guy that kind of steps up and we we've heard a lot about Matabuike, Matabeast. Yeah. He gets a sack in this game. Yeah. Right. So overall, just the, the defensive play in this game, they were well contained. The secondary was was locking down was locking down their guys. You know, except for when well. Marlon Humphrey was getting carried for twenty five yards. That yeah. looked bad. That, that, that was bad. rough. That did look bad. <laughs> that kid Williams or what? What is that name? Williams. Yeah. I think? Yeah. Javante Williams, he is an animal. That guy is an absolute (laughs) beast. Yeah. Carried Marlon Humphrey on his back for a solid 20 yards before going down. That was was quite impressive. That was in the beginning of the game where I was kind of worried. Because really the biggest thing that stood out to me defensively has been the poor tackling, which is not something that the Ravens are used to to being. Like They're usually a very sound, fundamental team with tackling. uh, I would disagree with that. We've seen and we've talked about it in previous years about some issues with that where at times they were getting too punch happy and not wrapping up guys. The problem here is they're not even wrapping guys up. I mean, Patrick Queen, how many missed tackles is he going to have this year? Jesus Christ. It starts and, and, and ends with Patrick Queen. He's just looked really, really bad uh, tackling specifically. But in this game, when it started off, and I saw that play by Williams, and he broke two or three tackles, and he's carrying Marlon Humphrey, and I'm thinking, Christ, here we go again. It's going to be another one of those games. Nail-biter. They ended up cleaning it up. Uh, they, they, they played a very good de- game defensively. Uh, and then on the other side of the bar, uh, ball, Lamar Jackson tested again, throwing the ball because now two weeks in a row, the Lions and now the Broncos sold out on the run to stop the run and forced Lamar Jackson to beat him through the air. Burn! And he did it. He did it. And I'm telling you, he would have done it even worse against the Lions if we don't have those drop balls. And Drew, who did he do it with? What? what? Who did who did Lamar beat beat their their oh, secondary with? He's still a Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> still yeah, a somehow Riddler. he's on his fantasy team, hey, right? Yeah, he was- <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, he's not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He can still be on my team. I still have uh-huh. an issue with with some of the drops. Who, who isn't going to have an issue with drops? He is a guy that's on their fantasy team. I don't. I, I love Tyreek Hill. He's on my fantasy team. The guy has three drops in a game. He's catching shit from me. If we were, if we were Chiefs, but he goes from yeah. one extreme to the other. He drops a couple of easy balls in the bread basket there in Detroit. You can obviously tell how serious he took it because there were shots of him on Mar. Um, uh, Marlon Humphrey's Instagram, him and Lamar sitting on the plane watching film together after that Lions game. And I heard today that actually Hollywood went up to Justin Tucker after that game and offered him his game check after winning that game for Holy them shit. because he felt so bad about his performance. And really? Justin I didn't pulled hear that. them off. Yeah, Justin declined. He didn't take it. He declined me still. Said, Thank you because uh, it got me the record. <laughs> yeah, right. But still, I mean, that, that just goes to show how serious this guy takes it. And to come back one week later and make that kind of catch, right? We're not just talking about, oh, oh well, he yeah. came back and he didn't have any drops. To make that kind of catch in the end zone, nobody around you, full extension, oh, and, he, and it, hit the ground and hold on to it. You Man, saw him. That, what we saw on that play is what we saw back in 
uh, it, it, what a year or two ago when he when he played in the Miami game, right? When he turned, he'd seen the turning and have like that afterburner speed. Yeah. You saw that ball go up and you saw a, another gear out of him to go get that ball and make that play. Yep. And so it just goes to show you, you know, what type of mentality they have. The, the fact that Lamar is trusting him, right? Even after everything that he's going back and doing that. And then him, him really stepping up and going, all right, I got to hit this next gear to get to this ball. I got to get to this ball. Right. And he does. And I know we're very much like the, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. And we all kind of harped on him with the three drops last week. And rightfully so they were three bad drops, right? And almost cost us that game. But this kid, He's shown out this year. He's on pace for yeah. 1,300 yards receiving. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold that kind of pace throughout the entire season, but when's the last time we've sa- we could say we've had a Ravens receiver on pace for 1,300 yards? It's been a very long time. Go hey. ahead, Drew. So I'm actually of the mindset that he could keep up that 1,300-yard pace. Because, I like it. Well, because once you get Bateman back, you know what I mean? Like when a guy like Hollywood's doing as good as he's doing, but if he's yeah. like the only receiver – yeah, he's going to start catching double teams and, and the help over top. Right. But once you have Bateman to the mix, you know what I mean? Like right. it, it could be that secondary role, secondary role where it's it's still two number ones for a team. Right. It's just their their skill sets are very different. Yeah, and I mean, adding a guy like Sammy Watkins in the off season, it's been a it, to me, it's been a very underrated addition. He's been about as consistent as consistent be it could be he's had four catches in pretty much every single game i think it was every single game so far yes you can rely on him for a drop or two here and there for sure that's just kind of the mo with sammy watkins but you had another wide receiver who we've been talking about now for over a year that hasn't gotten his chance hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity stepped up and had a huge huge game yeah. in this james proche in this game five catches 74 yards and what i liked out of his day wasn't just the fact that he got five catches and 74 yards. That's great. But the catches and what he did with the ball afterwards, turning up field, and he caught a ball two or three yards short of a first down on third down, turned up field, drove his head and his shoulders into the defender to get a first down. That's the kind of stuff that you want to see out of a receiver, that physical side. And Proche had a big game. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's one of the bigger knocks on him is he is somewhat of a smaller guy, right? And mm-hmm. the fact that he is turning upfield and getting those extra yards. And it's it's what we saw a little bit in preseason, right? There, I, I was a big thing of, okay, what does this chemistry look like with Lamar? Why is it, is it so good because of the other guys? We saw this week that there is some chemistry that's being built there, yeah. right? And I don't think it's done, right? I think they're just kind of getting, getting going. I agree. And that's going to be the, the big question. You know, we're going to talk about the, the Colts game in a little bit, but there's some question marks around this wide receiver core and what's going to happen in the future. So there's still questions, but I think he made a big, big case for himself this, well, I this can, weekend. I can tell you this. If this pass game continues to develop uh, it just kind of in front of our eyes the way it is, Lamar Jackson this game, 37 total passes, ties his career most in a game, right? So he's throwing the ball more than he ever has. Yep. Second career 300-yard passing game. The last one was the Miami game to open the season two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a touchdown pass in this game called back on to, to Andrews that he threw due to a face mask call on Andre Smith. Uh, so he would have had even more yardage, another touchdown in this game. Uh, and, 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 you know, going into this game, Lamar wasn't 100%. He'd been dealing with this back injury and whatnot. He still was able to be productive enough yeah. on the ground to be able to move the ball. But when you got a team selling out against the run 
and you got Lamar dealing with a back injury, he was still able to put this team on his shoulders and carry them to a victory and put up big, big numbers. Yeah, proving the, all the doubters wrong. It, it just the, the thing with him is is you got to you got to make sure that you're you're protecting him as much as you can. That's why the. Mm. Yeah. I almost went into cardiac arrest on that <laughs> run where his leg got twisted. Did you see that? Yeah. Was, I, yeah. I mean, I had a little PTSD after watching Demas over the weekend, so <laughs> we'll talk about that with the Terps a little bit later. But it looked nasty. My heart stopped for a minute, uh, and that's one of the concerns. But here's the thing. Lamar took harder hits in this game throwing from the pocket than I've ever seen him take when he's on run, run, yeah. when he runs the football. So all these people that, you know, oh, well, he's going to break down from running and taking all these hits. He takes harder hits and more abusive hits standing in the pocket. Yeah, and that's a, that's the thing. You know, and they talked about it, too, is, is uh, you know, the hits that he has that he did take in this game. Harbaugh was asked about it, uh, you know, and even Lamar was asked about it a little bit as well. He kind of brushed it off a little bit. But the fact that there is this mentality that, just because he's a running quarterback, he can be hit differently. The call on Teddy Bridgewater, where Teddy Bridgewater, they get flagged because, for uh, unnecessary roughness, yeah. right? Because Teddy Bridgewater goes head first, but he gave himself up. Well, I'm sorry, is he not a runner, right? right. Isn't that, uh, that, but then Lamar does the same fucking thing, and there's no flag with a late hit. Yeah. Even after his leg touches the ground, I, I get it. I, like, people have this mentality, but. Come on, you got. There should not be these different calls. No, there shouldn't be. Period. Yep, I 100% agree with you. Uh, but just to kind of talk a little bit about the kind of pace that Lamar's on right now, on pace for over 4,500 passing yards, passing yards, and just shy of 1,200 rushing yards. Let me put that in perspective. That's 5,700 plus yards total combined. Mahomes, the most he's ever had in a, in a season combined. 5,300 and some. Yeah. So, again, I know there's one more game, so you're factoring that in there. But still, combined total, he is on pace to have more than Mahomes has ever had in a season in his well, career. And you're talking about, you know, we're, we're talking about the passing, right? And people want to give the, all the passing crap. First of all, he, he is in the top tier when it comes to passing in the league, right? But at the same time, let's look at just the AFC North, right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at some of the passers that we know are out there. We know Big Ben's a passer. Mm -hmm. We know that Joe Burrow's a passer. We know that Baker is, is a fairly effective passer, can run at times, right? Debatable. <laughs> I said fairly. Joking. I said yes, fairly. I got you. All right. Lamar leads the four with 1,077. Big Ben's behind him with 1,033. Burrow's at 990, 988. Hasn't even cracked 1,000. Neither is Baker at 935. Shut the fuck up about this narrative that he can't pass. It yeah. needs to stop at this point. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing Give about it. it. I'm tired that we have to even talk about it, but it's just the fact that the stats don't lie. You know, like, yeah. Again, Lamar is... This is why I always thought that Lamar was going to be successful is he takes what he's not good at and he goes to work on it. And you can see the amount of effort and time that he's put into throwing the ball down the field more, being more accurate, throwing with a crisper spiral. Like all of these things were things that people were critical on Lamar with his throwing. And all three of them, all three phases of them have gotten a ton better this year. Uh, so the narrative is what the narrative is always going to be with Lamar, and that's because Lamar is Lamar. Yeah, well, and the, the other thing is is that when you have the the rest, you know, Gus going down and, and J.K. going down, it really hurt this team, right? And then the fact that well, the thing that had us all scratching our heads is in this game, Tyson is is a healthy scratch, right? Of of all the running backs on this on the roster, 
he was the one guy that we were kind of going, okay, we, we're, we've seen enough out of him that we trust him more than we do some of these other guys right now. They, he right. he's at least knows the system, has been here since the beginning of the season. He can be a little bit more effective. We've seen him be effective. But he's a healthy scratch in this game. We're all sitting here scratching our heads. And then we see them activate Le'Veon Bell, right? So it's Bell and Murray going in, into this game. Bell it gets his first action in the game, right? Yeah, and it was, listen, it, it came to a point where I think the Ravens have to make a decision. They have to figure out what this running back core is going to look like mm-hmm. moving forward. And if Le'Veon Bell is going to be a part of this team moving forward, you don't know that until you get him out into game action. You actually see what he brings to this team. He brought what Le'Veon Bell brings. Is he Le'Veon Bell in his heyday? No, but he's a patient runner. He's going to get those three to four yard carries. He's a good pass catching back out of the backfield. And what I was kind of surprised with was actually his pass blocking. And and Coach Harbaugh talked a little bit about that, about how good he was in pass protection. That's critical, right? And that's, you got, he's probably. I would say the most complete back, definitely not the best running back at this point. To your point, Tyson Williams, I think is the best running back that we have out of this group, but I think he's the most complete back in the sense that you could put him out there and do a bunch of things with him. Latavius Murray, he's going to be that short yardage, that power back kind of guy that can tote the rock, but he's not going to catch a whole lot out of the backfield. Well, the the problem is, and we were talking about this a little bit pre-show, right? When it looks, when you're looking at Freeman, you're looking at, at, you know, Tyson, I think we all agree Tyson should be, should be out there every week but when you look at at, uh, bell murray and freeman there's not enough consistent play for any of those guys for me to go that's the next guy in line there's not right but i'm okay with that i no no and so am i but i'm saying like for everybody that's calling and i'm gonna throw it to the guys because i want to get their take on this because i know we're kind of talking about a pre-show is I don't think you can make a call. So I, I think somebody out there said uh, Freeman's the odd man out. Send Freeman out. I kind of feel that way. If you're going to, if, if somebody is going to be the odd man out of that group, to me, it's Freeman. But based Fre- on what I've so, seen. So two games ago, mm-hmm. Freeman Freeman had more yardage than Murray did one on less carry. It was one carry. I he, had, he had two carries in that game. One was for 39 yards. If he, he has, if he yards. has more opportunities in that game, we don't know. No, I, right? that's, I understand. That's my that. point. Yeah. There's too much. There's too much. I don't know factor to say that one guy over there. I think for the next like two weeks, possibly even three until the bye week, we might see a rotation to see if you can get some guys some consistent carries. What happens? Does Le'Veon Bell go back down to the practice squad, which I think somebody, I think you guys were saying today he, he did. Does he go back down, get a little bit more work? They say, hey, we want you a little bit more in game shape. And then does he come up and blow out of the water? He's also throwing blow, bows with uh, Javante, <laughs> whatever. Uh, God, well, I can't think of his name. Javante Williams? Wait, uh, Wait. No. Javante Davis? Davis? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The boxing but, guy from Baltimore. I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah. Okay. Javante. I'm thinking football players. I <laughs> can't think of his last boxers. name right now. Well, I saw the video. Let's yeah. go. Drew, what do you think about the running back situation? Uh, I love Tyson. I, I, I get the pass pro problem. And I know players can't get a pass for that. I, I get it. Because, I mean, you think a lot of – think of a lot of great quarterbacks like Peyton Tank. and – and uh, Tom, like they've had a trusty guy, and that guy's almost earned his job just because I can, he can pass pro. Right. And I get that. That is an aspect of a running back player's game. But I mean, for him to get like the blame for that when it's just poor offensive line play or mediocre offensive line play and injuries, uh, it just kind of irks me that a guy can have to sit there and have six yards per carry in the system, like you've seen from Gus and J.K. He can. Right. He's doing something they can do. Right. It's it's it yes it'd be way better to have them too, obviously. No one's debating that. But I get 
the worry of the pass pro, but it's just how does you, how does a guy have a yards per carry like that and not play? And I understand that, but your number one fear and your number one concern has to be protecting Lamar Jackson at all at all expenses cost, right? And I understand that, yes, he is the most explosive running back out of the group. He's going to be the big play kind of guy. I still believe Le'Veon Bell can be a big play kind of guy. He just got to get the opportunities. Didn't have a ton of opportunities. Again, this was his first time, his first chance back. Uh, I think he gets a little bit more acclimated into this offense. Again, I think he's the more complete back out of this group. But yeah, I, I, I 100% still believe in Tyson Williams. I still believe that John Harbaugh may have a little bit of a doghouse, even if he doesn't want to admit that or not. He said that he just needed to evaluate things and see where Le'Veon Bell was. Uh, I believe that there were some other motives with that, but I like Tyson as number one. I like a Le'Veon Bell and Latavius Murray as my two, three. For me, Freeman's the guy out. Yeah, everybody's kind of chiming in. James, what is your take on the uh, the running back situation? I feel the same way as Fred. Like I think Freeman's the man out. Not that he's a bad back, but... um. I think Le'Veon Bell has stuff to, to show what he's got. He's still young. He's still – I watch some of his videos. I follow him on Twitter. He looks like in yeah. incredible shape. Yeah. He, I think he just needs more repetitive, more more handoff, more plays, getting the game, getting that rhythm. Right. And I see like two, three games, the fourth game, he's pounding people over and being Le'Veon Bell. But until then, getting the consistency, you're going to get like, oh, he'll have like a maybe a 10-yard breakthrough run or two, three yards, and then everybody's like, oh, he's washed up and all that. The man hasn't really played in two years. Right. So I'm, I, I'm with you. I feel Tyson's number one. And, and it's just like your wide receivers. You throw to them, they drop, they drop. You got to go back to them to get that security. With Williams, you got to do the same thing. You can't. It's all mental to him, probably, but yeah. you got to keep on feeding him. Right. Yeah. 100% agree. I, I agree with that. That's where I was going with it. It's, it's mental with those drops, right? That's the problem is when somebody drops, everybody wants to stop giving the ball to him. In some cases, for some guys, that's the worst thing you can do because that just kills their confidence so that when you do need to turn turn back to them, they're all in their head. Ask Tiki Barber. You, you got to keep going. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a good <laughs> right. call. Exactly. Good call. Well, uh, I can tell you one guy that's real happy for Lamar and the Ravens to be out of Denver. That's, <laughs> that's Von Miller. Von Miller was quoted after the game talking about on turning the page from the Ravens to the Steelers next week. It'll be good to just get back to a normal team that just drops back to pass and just hands the ball off, you know? It'll be refreshing just to play normal football again. <laughs> Lamar just presents so many different problems passing the ball and rushing the ball. Do you rush up the field and try to get the sack and he scrambles, or do you try to contain him and give him a little more time for the deep ball? He presents a ton of problems. And and this is this is again just Lamar becoming the more complete quarterback. You know, right. I, you can label him whatever you want. He's always been a quarterback in my eyes. He's always been a quarterback in the Ravens' eyes. He's just becoming a more complete quarterback, uh, and and he's going to earn every dollar he gets. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is as you is he gets healthy with the back, whatever the situation was there, but also kind of you know staying confident. They need to just tell him like if you if it's not there, don't force it and you got the pocket again. At times, it wasn't as bad in this game, but at times there was still a hesitation. He had a hole in front of him. He's staying in the pocket to look for the pass right. versus getting the yardage that he can get, right? And in some situations, you got to take everything you, that they're willing to give you. Just take it. I, I, I'm i okay with it. I don't give a shit about him proving. He's shown me enough with his arm to know I trust that if it came down to it, I trust Lamar. I don't necessarily fully trust our receivers at this point. No, I get that, but... 
to be that true dual threat and that guy that every defense fears, like what Von Miller just says, when you continue to perfect the passing side of things, we know how oh, lethal yeah, he no. is with his feet. But when he continues to improve in that passing area, what are defenses going to do? But I think that's what I'm saying is I think we've reached that point this year, you know, early in the year to say, like, he's shown you so much with the passing game. Through not we we talked about a balanced attack, right? What yeah. is it we want? And we're seeing that. Yeah. 37 to 35, 30, 35 to 33. We're seeing a fairly balanced I attack. Agree. And it's And you know what we're not talking about as much? We're not fucking talking about Greg Roman. We're not talking about the play calling being awful anymore. Like that has changed. Greg Roman has gotten better. The additions of Keith Williams, T. Martin, you're starting to see all that kind of come to fruition here. And again, you get a piece like a Rashad Bateman back, your first round wide receiver. You yeah. get more weapons out there for Lamar. You get him his left tackle, hopefully before this at the end of this year. <laughs> and this offense will be clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. Now, before we get into the Colts, because I don't want to talk about the Colts, I want all of you out there in BS Nation to chime in on this. What I want to do is do a quarterly evaluation grade, right? Let's do a check-in. Right now, the Ravens, through four games, sit 3-1 and one on the season. I want your grade, A-plus to E-minus. Where are you with how this team is right now, given everything, right? The laundry list of injuries that we had, that we're going to get some relief back here going into quarter two and quarter three, right? Three of four games on the road to start yeah. in this first quarter. You got Waller, Kelsey, Hawkinson, and Fant, four of the best tight ends in the league. All when you didn't have Jimmy. Right. Except for this most, last game. most of the games you didn't have Jimmy out there. Lamar changing the narrative as a passer while missing his all-pro tackle and missing his first-round wide receiver in Bateman, right? You got this whole running back by committee thing going on that we're talking about while Harbaugh tries to figure out what this rotations are going to look like. And then heading into quarter two, you've got four games at home. Four games at home. That you got to make matter, every single one you of gotta them. you got to make them all count. You're sitting at three and one. Drew, I'll start with you, man. Where do you see this team through the first quarter of the season if you had to give them a grade so far? A B. A okay. solid B. Because, and, and, and maybe I'd even give them... Uh, the benefit of the doubt a little bit because of the injuries. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, like, that's kind of my thing. But the fact of the matter is, and even a couple weeks ago we were talking about it, um, after the Raiders loss. Right. You were like, all right, well, we ain't beating Kansas City, and I, I don't know about Detroit, and, and you're going to Denver. <laughs> right. I don't know what we're going to do. You, we were we all thought, scratching are our heads. We going? I mean, I know some people might have been saying 0-4. I mean, I wasn't one of them. But so to be 3-1 and alone it gives me the B there because it's not like, you know what I mean? Like they should have, they should have destroyed Detroit. Right. We 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 already know that with the drop. So it's like you've had the two close games, and then to me, like that was a close game. But like you've had the, it was good to see that Denver game be the way it was. You've seen a lot of improvement with the offense. I think the offense alone. I mean, I think the offense alone for me needs to get an A, just because the passing game just taking all new 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 levels. Right. Maybe that helps to be. Maybe the defense is lesser. Right. And the offense raises that average. But I'm actually like I said, I I, I am impressed with with all the injuries. And, and the debacle that was the Monday night game to be where they're at now. And like you said, just waiting for injuries to clear up and get some of the key guys back, like hopefully Stanley and Boyle for the, for the, for the protection and all that. I give him a B. It's a I like B. It. That's a good, that's a good reasoning for it. Go ahead, James. What do you got? Nope. Nope. <clears throat> there we go. Um, they get a, a B minus from me. Okay. Um, Explain. It, it, it was close to a C plus, but it's a B minus. Okay. 
Uh, injuries are part of this game. It's football. Right. Uh, it just sucks that like all our running backs went to shit. But our team should have won that Monday night game. But I figure, like I said, I took the Raiders because they look better now, and their their first game at home with fans. That's what said. If this game, if the Raiders game was at home, I probably would have took the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm a realistic. Um, but they should have blown Detroit out. We had a lot of drops, so that's what dropped some of the thing off. They're playing good football. And like I said, we'll talk about it, um, you know, the next the indie coming up. But right. right now, it's a solid solid B minus. It, okay. it can go up from now. We, That's uh, fair. We have like nine games to go, right? That's fair. I like it. I All like right. it. If we'd have made a trade for Justin Tucker, would have gotten a B plus or an A minus out of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, he's creating wrong. a letter for that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. What do you guys got, Scott? taking it wrong. These guys are taking it wrong about I don't. I love Tucker. I'm just saying. I'm like, just messing with you. <laughs> these people don't get it. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. What do you guys got? Um, look, I mean, you look at one, at one point, was it last week or the week before we had 15 guys injured, Mm -hmm. 15 on injured or COVID list to be three and one after the way things kind of started with that Raiders game. We, you know, we thought it was going to be a debacle with Crosby, this guy that not many people knew about just destroying our line and getting to Lamar all day long. It was, it was a worry. Given all the things they have, and yes, I agree, injuries are a part of it. They've been dealt more injuries so far that early in the season than any other team. Right. And they're still three and one. I give that a B plus mm-hmm. because there's so much more potential. There's some guys that I expected a little more out of, Patrick Queen being one of them, right? On the offensive line. I, I don't know what's what's going on with Ben Cleveland. He's been so up and down. I don't think that's helping the offensive He's line. He's going to continue to get better as the year goes and, on. And he will. But Villanueva at the start of the year, right, having struggles. It's just there's there's so many things that if we could just nail that. I've been impressed that they've been able to be three and one with all the problems they've had. But I think there's there's room for improvement, which is why I wouldn't quite put it in an A. I put it a B plus, maybe like an 80, 86, 87 percent. I think people people are throwing percents out there, right? right. So I throw it there because it's it's like a B B plus, but I, I'm leaning towards a B plus given that they've overcome all these other things. And that's that's kind of the way I looked at this whole thing was the injuries we knew going into the year were the injuries. They're two right? starting we running backs. A, we had a ton of them, right? <laughs> uh to go on the road three out of four games. To go against the elite tight ends that they went against in those four, first four games uh, and to find ways to win through adversity, right, through all that crap, Lamar stepping up to the plate and putting the team on his back and showing that he can come from behind, he can win games with late, you know, with late comeback drives, he can do all the things that everybody said he can't do, right? All of those things, I, I want to be like A-. minus. But the only reason I'm going to back down to a B on this is because I've been pretty disappointed with the defense as a whole. The amount of yardage that they're giving up, the poor tackling is uh, an issue. And if this team truly wants to be go deep into a playoff run, that defense is going to have to play better football than they're playing right now. So again, through one quarter of the season, offensively, considering everything that they've gone through, I want to give them that A-. minus. 
but because the way the defense is played, I'm sitting at a B right now. I'm dropping it all the way down to a B there I'm because of that. B because I'm, surprised, of I'm surprised. I mean, right now they're in the bottom. But the given, bottom but fourth. given that, but given that Marcus was out, you didn't have Jimmy for half those games. I get it. Uh, what Tavon with the injury at one point, like. But it, tackling is a fundamental of football. Oh, I, and it's not, been a I problem. Need disagreement out of me. Obviously, Patrick Queen has stuck out like a sore thumb, but it hasn't just been him. It's been this team. Uh, and, and it needs to get cleaned up. So that's my goal for quarter two, quarter three, moving forward is for this defense to, to get that. So Nick chimed in and said, Fred is right. The, the D is the, is the issue. The only thing I would say, right, is is that going into this season and in previous seasons, what have we talked about? We need Justin this. said, you guys are grading with the new curve. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're doing that new math that they yeah. teach these kids, whatever that bullshit is. Golly. One plus <laughs> Yeah. 10 is 1 plus 0 plus 0 plus 1 plus Hooked 10 plus 1. Hooked on phonics worked for me. <laughs> Did it? No. Did it? Really. <laughs> we, have, we have calculators on our phones now. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> my, my, remember when your teachers always said you're never going to have yeah, that? You're never going to have a calculator in your pocket? <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. John no. says, I honestly feel like we might make a move for an inside linebacker cornerback safety towards the deadline to solidify the depth So, we All right. So here's the one thing. Could that, very br- well bringing this up, right? Because it, it there it as can. soon as it happened, Ravens flock went crazy, yeah. and I want to tone some expectations. I know Stefan Gilmore. It was it was going to be that he was going to be released right by the Patriots, and then all of a sudden, oh nope, trade's happening, and he's going to the Panthers. So a few things here. One, I think they went to him and said, "Look, we're going to try to get something out of you. We're going to tell we're going to put it public that you're going to be released today." It's going to go in effect. So that everybody blows our phone up and says, hey, before you release him, I'll give you a sixth round pick or right. a fifth round pick. Or and then we'll work with you about where you want to go. Right. right. And people are like, oh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't involved with that. Here's one thing I want to want to want you to understand. Anybody know where Stefan Gilmore's from? He's from Rock Hill, North Carolina. He's going back home. Right, he's I'm not coming f- home. Oh, right, don't ever sing again. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good voice. That's why I do a podcast? <laughs> Jeez. But no, like, that's the thing is is he had some. I think he did have something to do with this. The Packers were uh, supposedly, according to his agent or somebody that was reporting uh, that his agent was saying the Packers were involved about them trying to potentially get him. I, I don't know. Maybe he's, does he want to go out there and play with the MVP? Maybe right. The way that they've turned things around. Yeah, their but, issue is Jair Alexander has an injury that. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the thing. So with this Ravens flock was going, we need to go get him. We need to go get him. Look, I get it. We we have trouble at quarterback. It's it's great to have depth. You have Marcus Peters go down. Is Stefan Gilmore a exact one for one Marcus Marcus Peters replacement? No, but he's closer than what you have. Corner, but he's a better all around. Right. But here's the deal. Five point seven. That would be the cap hit yeah. for taking on Stefan Gilmore. We have what? Is it 5.9 or 6.2? We have just enough to cover it. It would yeah. put us cat poor if we did it. We would have right. no money to move anywhere. Makes They'd no, have to no make sense. This. this is listen, this is just how Ravens Flock is. They <laughs> they hear a big name out there. They get excited. Everybody wants everybody. They they want the Madden thing. Just go out and sign everybody that you possibly can. I get it. I understand. Adding a Stefan Gilmore to the secondary. Would be amazing, but, but that's one of the reasons why New England was get rid of him because the cap. Because the cap, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Too grand in cap room. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But what Scott's saying, New England don't care where the fuck you go. To be right. honest, they're going to send you where we get the best deal. So Nick just brought up a good point. A- Averett is looking fine. We don't need another cornerback. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. It would be an embarrassment of riches if we got a guy like uh, Gilmore. I think Averett's done fine. 
Uh, and he's going to get himself a nice payday here soon, too. But I do agree with you, Googs. I think inside linebacker uh, is Collins, a problem. The Collins lost been good Collins he, could be a guy that they, they entertain. No, but he's signing with New England. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but my point with inside linebacker is, you know, LJ Fort's loss was severely felt, underrated, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, like that guy was a solid player. He wasn't flashy. He wasn't a guy that was going to load up the box score or anything like that. But he was a guy that you could count on to fundamentally make the plays and tackle he, and wrap. The other, th the other thing with that whole situation, right, is we saw how LJ Fort played. But what we also heard a little bit about and saw was him kind of talking and working with some of the some of these younger linebackers, right? When he's down, Patrick Queen is now thrust in there. He has no choice. Dalen Hayes goes down with an injury. Dude, it's you. Right. It is you. Bowser stepping up. Yes, he gets paid in linebacker court. But the, the thing is, is you had expectations out of Queen. That doesn't happen because he's thrust in a little bit more than he was last year because of the Fort injury. And Malik Harrison's been a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. He's definitely been bad in coverage when he's been asked to cover. Uh, he's just not very fast. He's a thumper kind of guy. He's playing a little bit out of position in my in my. In my opinion, Craig Zero brings up a good point. When uh, Josh Bynes is ready, you're going to probably see him a little bit more in LJ spot, especially with the way that Queen's playing. You need to make a shift. You need to make an adjustment. Yeah. So that's probably going to happen. So good call out there. So uh, let's shift gears a little yeah, bit. Let's do it. And let's go ahead and let's talk about this Colts game, right? Uh, this is this has the, the, the opportunity to be a trap game uh, just for the simple fact that we, we thought the Lions were going to be a blowout, mm -hmm. right? I don't think this, this is going to be a blowout by any means. I, I don't think so either, but it's it's a game that you, you should win. Yeah, right. I agree. In, in, on paper, we should be winning this. They're a one in three team. Um, there's, let's talk about some of the keys to the game, and let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, so the Colts come in one and three on the air right now, mm -hmm. right? Uh, not playing great football. Defensively, they rank 28th against the pass, 20th versus the run. Defensively, they're a liability. So it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be the biggest key to the game here is – how do the Colts defense Lamar and this offense? Do they continue the trend over the last couple of weeks and sell out against the run and allow Lamar to pick them apart down the field? Or do they see what Lamar's done over the last couple of weeks, back off the line, and then we get the guys in the backfield, Tyson Williams, Le'Veon Bell, Let them get charge these guys through the line, yeah. charging through and, and, and running again to get over 200 yards a game? So that's, that's the other thing. Not only was this streak of 43 games over 100 yards team rushing impressive, right? But we've we've been well over 100 yards every one of those games. We've been over 200 yards in a majority of those games as a team because we rushed the ball so well. This is a game where, you know, because we're passing the ball more against the Lions yeah. and against the, the, uh, the Broncos that we weren't putting up the gaudy running statistics. So... Let's hey, see what happens with this Colts defense because they are vulnerable against the run. Right, and it also, you know, they're vulnerable too because two two guys that were expected to make, uh, you know, uh, somewhat of an impact for this team this year in Quiddy Pay, right, the defensive I like end. Pay. I pay, like Pay. We like Pay. When well, we talked to him about him in the draft, he was expected. He's down due to injury, right? And then you have their safety, Kari Willis, who's also down, right? Right. So there's are there's protecting against the run and there's protecting against the pass, right? What are they going to do without these guys there? I don't know that they have the depth to be able to stop it that's a big question mark like you said i mean the the fact that they're ranked so so badly it, it's just it's tough the other thing that you got to look, look and think about so last week we heard that boykin and bateman were practicing 
Right. This week when he was asked about it, he was, you know, he's asked, do, you, do, you, do these guys have a good chance to play? And he said, yeah, I think they got a, I think they got a pretty good chance to be able to play, right? A, it's Harbaugh, so he's not giving away his cards, right? He's not, he's not showing his hand and what he's planning to do. But B, the question is, is in a game like this, do you want to see Bateman here or do you want to see I know we don't want to necessarily see Boykin come back, but do we want to see either of these guys come back? Are they a game changer or are we going to hold them back and say, let's let's wait until they're they're here and not have an injury happen in a in a game that we should win without them and get have them for ready for a game in the char against the Chargers that we really should have them ready. That's kind of how I feel about it. I think the, the passing game is doing enough that they can win this game without them, but it depends on how Bateman's practicing. I don't think his first exposure is going to be, hey, we're throwing you to the wolves and figure it out. Here you go, buddy. Like, hope for the best. Chargers, I have fun. <laughs> they're going to slowly kind of work him out there, get him a couple of reps here and there when he comes back. It's just a matter of whether that's this week, next week, a couple weeks from now. I, from what we've heard and what we've seen so far, he's, he looks great. He looks good in practice mm -hmm. again. He doesn't seem like he's slowing down. That injury doesn't seem to be bothering nope. him too much right now. So maybe this is the week that they they bring him up, they activate him on the roster, and they get him a couple of plays just to see how he gets himself acclimated to the offense. It's not worth, in my opinion, the risk to rush him back. So if John or anybody has any hesitations about the kid's health, you hold him back. Yeah, no, I, and that's, that's kind of where my thought process was. I think if you're liking how he's looking, he is healthy a few reps right? right it's not it's not going to be a lot it's going to be a few targets maybe maybe two three you're only putting them out there for a maximum of 10 snaps type situation um, I'm not putting them out there for any more than that to, to avoid it so I, that's where I think it needs to go I think the, the thing with him is is you to your point it could it could fuck with his confidence this could be a confidence yeah. this could be a confidence booster it could be a confidence downer but going in against the chargers could also kill confidence there, there's a lot of things to throw up here and only people know, that know the only people that know are higgins roman and harbaugh right. that's who you got to talk to about this good james i think we should just save him for week 7 against cincinnati at home it's a home game you get some more practice in get loose give give Get like story like your preseason back in there at practice, save them for week seven, let them torch the fucking Bengals. I like it. What do you think, Drew? I mean, is he ever gonna play? We keep saying let's wait till this week, <laughs> to this week, to this week. You know, right. I, I, get, I, I it. get it. Yes, we we're, you're you're de you're dealing in what ifs, and if 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 in practice he looks completely healthy, he looks like what he was doing in the middle of August when we were like when you were at at yeah. the Ravens game. It was like watch this guy, watch this guy. I mean, at some point, no. I mean, yeah, you're not going to feed him to the wolves per, uh, per se. But at the same time, you can't sit there and say, "Well, we're just going to wait till week 12 to play you." No, but like I said, well, I, I, I mean, think what, when when is it? What, when is long enough? Long enough if he's ready. If he's I, completely ready, this week's to me. I hundred percent agree with you. This week, I hundred percent agree with you. My thing is, team, ben. My, I, I don't. My <laughs> thing is, you, you just like swimming, right? You got to learn to swim. You got to put your swimmies on. You got to get your feet wet. You got to do all that first before you jump in the di you know the deep end. I think the Ravens just need to take it slow. If he is ready to go this week, get him a few reps. Don't go out there and expect him to play a full you know, game a full game 30 even reps a full in a game or anything even. like that whatever just get him a few reps get him worked in get his confidence up get his confidence in his ability to come out of his breaks at full speed all of that stuff without yeah. asking him to do it 20 25 times in a game 
Get him acclimated and build him up, but get him some exposure. Well, and I think another thing about this game that Nick's bring, Nick brings up, this is a game to figure out your running back situation. Yeah. Right? So do you do you say, you know what? We're going to we're gonna give him a healthy scratch. He could play, but we're going to pull him back, or we're going to pull Boykin back. I'm okay with maybe him being in, and you pull Boykin back. You don't put Boykin in here, and you let these running backs. I don't care. Carry four running backs for this game. Let's give them all equal amount of carries and whoever's got the hot hand, that's who you're going with. Yeah. We've talked about hot hand works. You called it last year, Drew, with J.K. Dobbins was the hot hand. What happened when you finally transfer to going to him? You start seeing his game just explode right. off the off the, the, the field. That's what you need. You need to see where you're going to start seeing that. I agree with you. We don't have a J.K. Dobbins sitting in our backfield right now. We've got a bunch of guys who played very elite level football but many years getting, ago. When you're getting two carries and, then, and three carries and five it. carries, how are, you, how are you going to get anything? I understand. Break it up. I understand. I want to see Tyson Williams come back. That's my biggest thing. I want to see him be the focal point in the run game. He is going to be your home run hitter. He's going to be that guy that can break a 10, 20, 30, 40-yard run. It's not going to be these other guys. Latavius Murray, what he brings to the table is valuable. Short yardage, power back situations. That's where Latavius, red zone type stuff. That's right. where he is, his bread and butter. But if you want a guy that's going to be that explosive kind of guy and can catch the ball out of the backfield. Whose name is not Lamar. That, well, this name isn't <laughs> J.K. Dobbins, right? Because he's not available. Yeah. I think the next closest thing to that right now is Tyson Williams. So it'd be good to see them there. All the right. thing with that, though. And the thing that's going to make that running game better is going to be this offensive line, right? And right now we got a lot of question marks. You, you know, we we saw Villanueva move from the right side to the left side, and you saw his game improve immensely moving to the left side. But then you saw Villanueva go down midway through this game, dealing with his knee injury. He's been dealing with a knee injury for you know a few weeks now. Really, he just aggravated in this game. Andre Smith. Look like a liability out there. I mean, he he, <laughs> he did okay, and Lamar is going to make up for okay offensive line play, but Andre Smith is not the ideal guy that you want out there at left tackle starting. He is a guy that you want in an emergency situation. So I really, really hope this injury with Villanueva he's only gonna is make, minor. He's only going to be able to make up for for the for bad offensive line play against par and subpar defenses right if you get above par defense a which top, there's a, a lot of good edge rushers in this afc north we're yeah. gonna have a lot of them and that's the thing is is he can't make up for it forever you have to find a way to get him to pr some protection somehow and that's gonna be what it comes down to Nick said the offensive line is offensive yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, we don't talk about that I see what you did there uh but look i think that's that's you know one of some of the big things are obviously the offense but you know flipping to the other side we gotta continue the defensive pressure yeah right it's we got Carson Wentz dealing with a couple of ankle injuries so he's nowhere near the mobile quarterback that he once was right he's still throwing the ball you good. mean after his second year yeah right he's, <laughs> he's still throwing good though he's at 66 percent completion 920 yards five TDs one interception so he's still you know getting the job oh, done oh, with his oh, arm less, less passes than Lamar okay less passing yards than Lamar still <laughs> getting the job done though with his arm uh, so, yeah, I, I want to see continued pressure from uh, O.A., Justin Houston, interior pressure continue to to get better, which we've seen that over the last couple of weeks. 
Uh, so yeah, you got to keep the pressure on Carson. If you do that, I think you'll win this game pretty handedly. Yeah, I mean, there's some other things that you that you have to do. Is you got to look for Pittman uh, working downfield. He, he's it, look, he's got no touchdowns, but the kid has 23 receptions for 279 yards. He leads their team. He gets them into the red zone. He gets them down the field. This is a guy between the between the 20s. This is who you need to cover. Yep. Beyond that, you need to cover Pascal and Allie Cox, their wide receiver and tight end, in the red zone because they account for five of the Colts' TD passes this year, right? right? And then you got to stop the run. Jonathan Taylor has all three rushing TDs for the Colts so far. I want to say all of them are, are below 20 yards. So when you're inside the 20, when you're in that red zone, Pascal, Cox, Taylor, that's who you need to worry about. Yeah. And yep. I think we should be able to handle this story. I agree. And Garnett, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, they're all world guard, and and uh, Nelson is mm. out this game, yeah. too, so dealing with his injury. So, yeah, that interior pressure should be there in this game, hopefully. Oh, and it's the Colts. Right. All right, so <laughs> let's get into predictions for the week. Uh, we'll start even though – you know what? We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll do this in order because the Ravens are playing on Monday Night Football. Usually we okay. go right into the Ravens game. So let's let's do this in order. Let's start with the Thursday night game, which should be a very entertaining football game for Thursday night football. You got the, the Los Angeles Rams coming off their you loss. You said it right. I did. I got it right. <laughs> Rams coming off their loss, uh, sitting at 3-1 and one on the year, going into Seattle to take on the 2-2 two and two Seahawks, which is kind of – in my opinion, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling that they're sitting at 2-2 two and two because if you look at the numbers that Russell Wilson has put up statistically this year, you would think that this guy's got to be you know, manning a 4-0 and o football team. Like He's statistically, so statistically <laughs> doing great, but so far, Seahawks have had a rough start 2-2. Two and two. Scott, I'll let you kick this one off. How do you see this game going? I, I, look, I, I looked at this game, and I think the Rams, yes, I, I tried to account for it being in Seattle, and this is where I, I, it's going to be a close game. And I think, for, for the most part, I think that that 12th man up in Seattle is going to play a little bit of a role. But here's the deal. Stafford, the Rams, they've, they're starting to really put it together, right? And I think that's one of those things that you look at. I've got the Rams winning this 27 to 24. I think that again, 12th man is going to is going to make an effect here being home team or home uh, home field for Seattle, but I think ultimately it's really going to come down to the the offensive play of Matt Stafford and it's going to win them this game. I like it, Drew. What do you got? Yeah, the Rams are really putting it together when Arizona kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> Arizona's a good football team. I was going to say, I'm, but when, you, you looked at Arizona's they, roster recently. You said putting it together. If they were putting it together, they'd be four zero. I didn't say they had it together. I said they're putting it together. All right, Drew. What do you got? Seahawks. One wolf here on this one. Seahawks. Seahawks. Huh? Uh, they're putting it together. They're the home team. Okay. They're the home team. It's Thursday Night Football. That's kind of the reason I went with it. That's what score. So you're giving it uh, 24 to 21. Oh, so you're not. All right. So you're not. It's not like it's a, still going to be close. Yeah, I, okay. It's not. I'm not. Uh, no matter. I, it's it's a division game one way or the other. I wouldn't have had either one of them coming in and winning by like two touchdowns on a Thursday night. Well, since gotcha. you're in the producer chair, you want to share Ryan's? Uh, I will share Ryan's for it. He also <laughs> has a three point game. He's got actually the highest scoring game. It's 35 32 Rams. All got right. James. LA Rams. James, what do you got? Um, I got the um, Rams winning, uh, coming back from their loss uh, 31 to uh, 28. Okay. Um, I think they're going to get back. They're, they're the best team for that division. And uh, I just, they, I don't know what happened last week. Arizona is a very good team, and that 
They're going to have to put this together. But they're going to beat Seattle. They lost to the fucking Vikings. So the Rams <laughs> are going to clean them up. All right. What's yours, Fred? I, you ask everybody else. I'll be honest with you. I was really, really surprised with the performance of the Cardinals this past week. Uh, Kyler Murray looks like the real deer deal here. And what? Is this year three for him at this point? Year three? Uh, he's he's doing big things. I, I told you from the beginning, I'm really high on this Rams team. I'm high on Matt Stafford and this offense, especially with, you know, McVay leading the charge here. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think McVay, I think Stafford, a little pissed off after the ass whooping mm -hmm. that they took against the Cardinals. I think they come back, and I, I agree with, with the majority of you in here that it's going to be a close game. Uh, I got the Rams winning this by 4, 31-27. Drew, he doesn't agree with you. You shouldn't talk. <laughs> I said most of you. <laughs> All right. Sunday well, night. Sunday night, it's going to be uh, – this is going to be another game to watch, right? It's uh, a good primetime. This is probably one of the better primetime weeks uh, for the majority. Uh, Sunday night, 820, you got the Bills, who are three. Three and one going into Arrowhead Stadium with the two and two Chiefs. I don't think any of my I almost thought the thought Chiefs that. were going to be one and three the way the Eagles started that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pat Mahomes threw five touchdowns. He did. He <laughs> yeah. did. Pat Mahomes was so, Mahomes. Uh, Fred, we'll start with you since you, right. you finished off on the last one. Where do you see this game playing out, and who who do you see winning this game? This get your popcorn ready. And now with uh, with the. Uh, T.O. you say, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> this is going to be an entertaining football game. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, like the entire thing that the Bills have going on offense there, going up against the, the, the juggernaut and the Chiefs. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I do think that the Chiefs get this done. This is, to Drew's point with the last game, this is I had to decide based on home field advantage. If this would have been in Buffalo, I would have gone with you, Buffalo Chuck. I would have said mm -hmm. the Bills are going to win this game. I think the Chiefs do enough in this game to win it. 38-33 is going to be a fun, fun football game. What do you guys got? Uh, we're actually going to head over to, to uh, James on this next one. Oh, okay. Um, as uh, Chris Berman say, we circle the wagon as the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. I have them winning, and most of my scores are with the, the ones at the end. I have it winning 41-34. Uh, to 34. The reason why is... Buffalo's got the number one defense right now. Yeah. They're kicking ass, taking names. And to have two shutout games, I don't care if they're Miami and Houston. These are professional NFL teams. To shut them out, not put up any points allowed, um, it's going to get done. And uh, – I think I think they're going to get it because uh, Kansas City's defense is suspect. I agree. Right? I do agree. That's Their the defense only reason suspect. why. That's the only reason why. And going just, going to Arrowhead. This was a tough that's one. That's a tough because, game, yeah, man. This is a, a tough, tough one because I'm 13 and one. Oh and this Jesus! Here we go. On me, <laughs> We're not going to hear the end of this. Doing no. well, that James is 13 and one. one. All of us, the rest of us are 11 and three. So, <laughs> if this was in Buffalo, I would have Buffalo winning like with an ass kicking. But going to Arrowhead. I, had, I think they have something to prove because of what happened last year in the AFC Championship game. Gotcha. But I think the Bills are the better team right now. All right. Drew. I got it. Uh, Chiefs 35-30. Uh, it, it was like what Fred said, the same thing with the last one. I went with the last one. It was the home team on a night game. I, I Not all the time, but oftentimes I kind of give them the edge, especially on Thursdays, but even even any other night. But um, – I, 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 even though I give it a kind of high score, I really could see this being one of those games where it's like 14 to 10, too, at the same time. <laughs> you could see, like, like that said, Buccaneers game? Well, like he said, the, yeah, like shit. I, I picked, I remember I had picked them for 49 points. Right. I didn't say it was going to rain. <laughs> yeah. It's Missouri. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Like it could be a rainy night and it'd be just the same. So I could see as, like he said, the Bills' defense is, it, no matter what 
the competition is that they're facing the Bills' defense is like trending upwards and going yeah. in that right direction. Yeah. And yeah, Kansas City's at least a lot to be desired on defense, but they also have a game every now and then where like. They are really good. Right. Yeah. I think look, here's here's the deal. Ryan uh Ryan picked the Bills in this game. 32 to 27 is where is where he's got it. So split right now. James and Ryan on the Bills, uh you and Drew on the on the Chiefs. So I guess I'm in tiebreaker. Well, to me, the tiebreaker goes to the team that's got the, the best defense, and it's it's going to be the Bills. I think it's just going to be, you know, you talked about lower scoring games. I think it is going to be lower than any any of you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of you guys have the, the winner over 30 points. I think the Bills are going to win this 24-17. I think you're Wait gonna- a second. So not only... Do- not only do you have the Bills winning this, but you think the Bills defense is going to hold the Chiefs offense to 17 points in their home stadium? When was the last time they scored that low in <laughs> Kansas home. City? When's the last time that you thought uh, on a Sunday night game that you would see the Patriots and the uh, the, the Bucks, the Bucks go, go and no nobody scored 20? Yeah. I don't know what the weather is, but it is in, Bu- it's in Kansas City. It was crazy just weather. Really quick with that game. I no. think we all miss, like, just didn't think about the entire thing with that. That was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. These two guys know each other inside and out. Oh, they yeah. probably knew what color underwear they were wearing that day. <laughs> like they know each other blue, inside and out. There's no way that that game was going to be a blowout, especially in bad weather like yeah. that. But go ahead. Well, but the, yeah, again, the the Bills defense. I think yes, I do think they can hold it. I think there's there's some things with the offense. The Eagles let the Chiefs back into that game last week. Yeah. Right. That's what happened. The Eagles got tired. Tyree Kill happened, or, right? But I, I don't. There's who's not to say that, that doesn't happen again, right? Right. So I, I do think there's something there. I, look, could it be a higher scoring game? Yes, but I just went the opposite of you guys in saying that I think it would not be a lower guys. scoring. Don't put you guys. Well, I'm saying lower scoring game. You still have it as a high yeah, scoring game mean, too. You people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you producers. So you three of you are on the Bills. Two of us are on the Chiefs. We'll see what happens All there. Right. Let's go to Monday night. We're talking the Ravens. Game that matters. We're talking. Baltimore and Baltimore. We got the Colts coming back to town at the bank to take on the Ravens. Colts come in one and three. Ravens sitting at three and one. Uh, James, you haven't started off, so I'm going to let you start this one off. How's this game end up? I had this uh, being a good Monday night game for the Ravens. I'm hoping that we can put some more offensive points on the board. It's been looking good. Um, I think the Colts are also suspect. Their, their offensive is not what we all thought it would be because Wentz is not the um, – the answer there, I have them winning 41 to 23 in a good Monday night game. All right. So I I'm like liking it. it. I like it. Drew, what do you got? Uh, so I got it Ravens 34 24. I think it's one of those like it's in, they win it easily, like handedly type. You know, it doesn't have that pressure like a Detroit game. Right. But it's also not a blowout. I don't think a 10 point game's a blowout in any way. I mean, you could you could get a late a stop and, 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 and have ten point, you know, hold the ten point lead for five minutes for the rest of the game. Right. So I'm not, I'm not saying that they're going to sit here and and blow them out, but I just, I don't think that they're going to give them a lot of threat. I mean, yeah, the the defense is good, but it's also it's trending downwards, and there's no offensive line really as much to protect Wentz. Wentz has got two bum ankles. I mean, you yeah. take him out, and it's just like Drew Locke. Right. When Teddy Bridge, when Teddy Bridgewater was out, Drew Locke ain't crap. Right. Oh, when way. when he's out, Eason or A who knows, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You know, so yeah. 
All right. Peyton Manning's not coming back. No, he's not. No. <laughs> uh, no, for me, I, I think I think the Ravens are going to win this handedly. I think I saw somebody in in the chat room just Craig say Zero. they're going to Craig Zero saying they're going to they're, they're going to they're going to blow them out. Uh, right. I think somebody I mean, else I saying they're going to break I'll the take record. 24 to 3 so we can have no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, somebody else said the Ravens 29-20 uh we break the record easily. I think I I agree the, the record is is getting broken in this game. I got the Ravens win this 30 to 17 and I'm going to go a step further here in making my prediction. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to start a habit two games in a row. Of? We're going to knock out another quarterback in this game. Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus. You're so you're gonna, violent, Scott. No, you're I gonna like have, it. Look, I gonna like have, it. You're going to have <laughs> yes. Carson Wentz running for his life on two bad ankles, yeah. right? With a defense that if everybody's there and healthy. Talk dirty to me. They're going <laughs> to destroy him. They're like going to give it to him. I like it. In my Scotch voice, right. I will not have my son play football. <laughs> <laughs> Flags only. Flags only. Two-hand touch. All right, Can so we- Ryan's got this game. Ravens as well. 28-20, probably in the lowest scoring game, I think, of all of us right now. Uh I think this is going to be a comfortable game for the Ravens. I think that they win it, win it comfortably. It'll kind of have similar vibes to the Broncos game where you never thought you were out of the game. You never thought that the Broncos were going to come back and win. You'll kind of get that same vibe. Googs, I 100% agree with you. Stole my thunder on it. I think the Ravens not only beat this record, but they blow it out. I think they get over 200 yards rushing in this game because I do think that the Colts will learn from the last two games. The last two game footage that Lamar can beat them with his arm, and they end up pulling back on some of that, you know, interior pressure and interior front and I think the Ravens end up winning this game 30 to 20 in a very comfortable comfortable game for them all right so you I come off I will, here one for guy I will say <laughs> that does the uh, for the Colts that does worry me a little bit is uh Darius Leonard he's a, he's a pretty he's one of the top linebackers in the game so you know what I mean yeah. like that that affects the running game you've got it it's it's not he's the one guy that like on defense that like is still doing his job even though that Maybe they're taking a step back. All right. No, that's that's a good evaluation. I like it. Uh, all right. So <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, we've been fortunate enough to be sponsored by my bookie again. And every week we've been putting together a small parlay, usually a four or five team parlay of bets. Uh, I don't think I saw somebody else really quickly chime in that they lost three grand, I think, on the uh, uh, parlay bet, on yeah. the Bucks and the, <laughs> and the Patriots game. I believe it was. Well, what, did, what were you picking the Patriots for? That's all I'm going to ask you. <laughs> uh, so. Let's get into this week's game uh, or this week's bet. And what do we have? Let's see. Let's last right, let's week. Pull it up here. I think we second. did what a five team parlay. So let's try to find something in that same realm. Four to five team parlay oh. games that we're confident in. I got not some, anything heavy risk. There, listen, this week's not a lot of easy matchups. I, I already pre looked at this mine. thing. There's not a whole lot of. <laughs> Scott, you're in the negative. What happened there? Did you lose your ass? <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, no, I actually pulled out the money that I did win. So I pulled it out and I got to put more money in. Wrong account. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. So let's did see we, we win? Did we win last week? No. Yeah, right. No. Did you see all those games last yeah, week? No, we didn't win. Let's bet, let's bet on the Kraken and the Golden Knights. I'm all right. So all you're going to do, remember, use the description or use the link in the description below. Use the promo code BirdlandBS. over there. Your first sign up, well, they will double James, the deposit to your left. up to $1,000. <laughs> There so if is. you want to get in and make some bets, do it now. That's like so, the meme where you point at everyone's pointing up and it's at a shitty Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Let's see. Well, so, you guys, you guys can hit me up on Twitter. I'm 13 and one right now with my. Uh, oh, and, my hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go against it. He's doing good so far this year. When he usually is like 
at the bottom of the barrel. Except for on my bookie when he all, when if we would have made the bet, we would have lost it. It didn't count. We didn't put it through. He didn't know that. It didn't count. So we got the Rams and the Seahawks. All of us were on the Rams except for one. Let's not go there yet. Let's see if there's any other. Jets and the Falcons. The way that the Jets played last week. I would stay away from that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bucks, Bucks, there's, Miami. There's <laughs> a lot. That's, oh, that's a lock. That's yeah. a lock. Yeah, Miami's done. Eagles, Panthers. Wow. How is this game not farther Carolina. off than it actually is? I like Carolina. Is? I like Carolina in this. Like Panthers Carolina. might get CMC back. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go there yet. Let's see if we can right. find four uh, games. It's a little bit more of a lock. No. Saints on the that's, road. I think it's too much of a toss up right now. No. I agree. Jameis is, is Titans and the Jaguars. No way the Titans lose this game. And what the shit show is. Hey, right. down there, there ain't Ow, that tight deep. Urban Meyer yeah. catching pink yeah. eye on his left arm. Uh, <laughs> Lions and Vikings. 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 Love the Vikings in this game. That's There's an easy a three-team one. parlay here. All right. Broncos, Steelers. Don't like that matchup. Nope. Packers, Bengals. That's actually a much more enticing matchup than I would think, but I like the Packers in it right now. New England. New England is the easy win there. Yeah, it's too easy. That's yeah. four. So there we're, we're at four-team parlay right now. Bears, Raiders. Don't Ra- like that game. Oh, really? Like the Raiders. I like the Raiders in that game. I like game. the Raiders. I like the Raiders hands home. down in that game. Yeah, he's home. a bum. And they already said Fields is playing. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and they don't have a running back. Cowboys, get... Giants. I really like the Cowboys. You say that I'm a running back because you didn't get Damian Williams. All right, we're going to go Cowboys over Giants. Cowboys over the Giants. Now that's a five-team parlay. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to put what? Thirty-five dollars. Put on thirty-five this? in for me. Just type, type in three-five on the numbers. Just type in three-five. You know numbers in front of you. There, there we you go. go. I don't know how to work a keyboard. <laughs> thirty-five-dollar bet would win us ninety-two dollars if all of these games work out. Let's place it. All right, Five we're gonna place parlay. the bet. Confirm. Do we want to try to win more money and make Confirm. it a sixteen? Just go with it. <laughs> Our bank account's getting low. <laughs> yeah, we need to win some money back. Uh, all right, <laughs> so there we go. And that's it, folks. That's how easy it is. I mean, you saw how much we have fun with this every week. What was it? Use about? the link in the description below. Use the promo code BirdlandBS. Double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. It's time for a social media shout out. The longest intermission ever. All right, Drew, it is time for a social media shout-out. Who has been in the chat room? Who's oh, chatting it up, man? Been, we're chatting it up a lot tonight. John Googs with the first one. I think we already said it, yeah. but John Googs with the first Googs. comment. Sorry, uh, Mrs. and Mrs. Summers. So Chuck and <laughs> Steph. <laughs> the, the Summers are in there. Steven Sievers, <laughs> Travis Whitfield, David Missler, Rick Minnick, Abdi Hassan, Craig Zero, William Sable, Dominic Henson, uh, Flock Nation, Justin Marshall. Okay. Jacob Paul, not the Jake Paul. Terrence H., Nick Short, chiming in with a lot of A-B stuff a little bit here and there. Of Adib, course. Adib Mahmood with some, some nice Adib. insight. Uh, guys, uh, got a lot of info. He does have a lot of good good insights. Yeah. Sherry Reed chiming in, as always. Sherry. Tonio Taylor, Abdi Hassan. I said that twice. <laughs> Brandon Hawk. Kamal Porter and Joe Carlozo. You mentioned Garnett West. Garnett West is going to be in Baltimore here come soon. So yeah. make yeah. sure you hit us up. Like I said, beer's on me, man. I'd like to meet up with you for sure. Uh, Craig said, uh, Fred, how long before Boyle is back? They're saying weeks. Uh, he, they're not. They're really not rushing him back, and they're not yeah. being clear on when he's getting back. I so. wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to see him for at least another two weeks. Do uh, we wait at a minimum? I was going to say, do we wait and not? Do, do we wait until after the bye week? 
right? You got three games, then you get a bye week. I, and I then, think oh. that's the smart way I to go so. about he, it. I mean, he's one guy. I, I feel the opposite with Bateman. I think that's a guy that all the time in the world is helpful because, it, yeah, you want him on the field, and we would be better with him on the field, but it's not like a complete disaster right. without him. Whereas if he comes back and he only plays a game or two, then and you don't have him for the stretch or the playoffs. That's the disaster. I agree. What's up, Red, White, and Do? Appreciate you chiming in, man. Time for <laughs> some show, show and tell. tell. <laughs> All right, and Drew. This, this is going to be a little bit of a different take real on show and tell here. Oh, hold on, this hold is hold like on. a love fest. Hey! hey. Yeah, you guys, you guys are gonna get to get the chance. Uh, I'll just say I watched, I watched the game up through until uh, it turned to twenty four to seven, and I turned it off. That's at about that the point. time that I checked out, and I was in the seats. So. Quitters, you guys are quitters. No, it was, it was rough uh, as the Terps lose their first game on the season, fall to four and one. Uh, as they lose 51 to 14. Joe Carlos says, can we cancel this segment? <laughs> I know. Trust me. I, it was oh, painful yeah. to even so, write this Penn segment. Joe, I already broad. told them we're going to take care of business, Joe. We are. This was uh, PSU 2.0. Penn State. I mean, it's just, so bad. These Friday night primetime games are not our thing. Let's just it stop. It just doesn't work. Let's just stop. Like, it, it has not worked out well. Didn't I warn you last week? Didn't I? Uh, it's been rough, man. It was rough. But before we get into the game, we got to talk about what the experience was like there. Tailgating was fun. Tailgating lot was full. Shot 30's great. Shot 30 was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what Drew took away from the game. Yeah. Shot 30. Hey, Shot 30. I was fully into the game. Yeah, he was. Until that second quarter. And I was <laughs> when you started feeling it Not all. even just, no, it wasn't even that. Well, it was, all right. So for those out there, can you guys, I, I've been there, I've done it, but yeah. explain to those fans that don't know, that aren't big Maryland people, what is Shot 30? And we got 34 people out there for the, the Terps yeah. segment, which is pretty good. So All right. tell so them what it is, because it's awesome. If you're interested in going to a Terps football game, the tailgating lot to go is 4B. In lot 4B, it's right in front of Xfinity Center, uh, you know, in front of the basketball arena. It's a little bit of a walk. To the oh, you know to the football stadium. It's a walk. It's a walk, so you're gonna have to <laughs> you know. Commit did they, to did that. they not undersell the walk? And, but <laughs> no. Well, the problem the problem was I went the week before to the Kent State game, and I had, had didn't drink at all. Ah, there you and go. And that walk killed me then. Right. So like I was even set up for it, and I still was like, <laughs> but shot thirty. What it is, right? It's a group of tailgaters have been tailgating in lot four B for a long time, uh, and they bring a table or two, uh, and I'm talking six foot oh, tables. My. Yeah, full of alcohol it's of your candy choice. Store of alcohol. Show food in your face every once in a while. Yep. Every thirty minutes, they're out there ringing cowbell, and you come down there and you do a group shot together. Usually, somebody that will pick somebody randomly out of the crowd to do a toast every thirty minutes for these shots. Doesn't cost you anything. You know, everybody kind of contributes and brings a bottle of liquor to add to this collection. They do a really, really good job with it. It's Huge a lot of collection. Fun. A lot of, lot of randomness. Some people's yeah. family throws the good old mad dog on the table. For <laughs> <laughs> $4.99. They really splurge for that mad dog. Uh, I hadn't seen that in a long time. Uh, but no, so tailgating was good. Uh, get into the stadium. Obviously, all the, the hype around this board and everything, man, if <clears> – <throat> It not only lived up to expectations, in my opinion, it exceeded expectations, was I can't believe it did that. I mean, and I'm a, an audio video guy, right? So I look for things to, you know, critique when it comes to, to audio video. The clarity in this picture was unreal. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, the, 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 the refresh rate on it, which I know is going to get nerdy on you guys was unreal. Meaning when things move fast, it doesn't get it real doesn't, blurry or anything yeah, like that. You have the shadows behind it. Right. It was super, super clean. Uh, and it's huge. The pictures do not do it justice. It is mammoth. Uh, the sound quality, they were, I still think that there's some work to do with the, the speakers and everything. They had them hung up. I don't think all of them were working and I don't think it was a hundred percent done. They had it enough wasn't fully surround is what right. you're saying. They, yeah. they had enough to get the sound. It was definitely better than it was with the, the, the temporary the setup, <laughs> yeah. uh, but still some room to improve on the, on the sound. Uh, and the other part of this drew the, the crowd, I mean, they showed up <laughs> I mean, it was a blackout. It was a blackout. Everybody left there feeling defeated and embarrassed yeah. again, but the crowd showed up, man. It was, it was impressive to yeah, see. Yeah, at halftime, that student section was gone. Yeah. <laughs> if there's any student there, they were... Yeah, they were just the people that don't get invited to parties. That was the only student. <laughs> <that was. laughs> you know, uh, uh, I still had a, a good time. It, it yeah. was still a good time to go to a, a night game for a Terps and it just went south really quickly. Yeah, you can't throw seven interceptions, nope. commit ten penalties. I don't care who you're playing, the number five team in the nation or a Division two football team. Seven interceptions and ten penalties, you're going to lose that if, football game. If they would have played that way against Kent State, I'm not saying they would have lost against State. But they would have. Yeah, okay, fine. But it just, it was, you know what I mean? Like, we won that game handily. If they played the same exact way, like you said, against any team, it, it, it still wouldn't have so. been a good a good side. I'm just going to chime in. And what are you we, doing? Hitting buttons left I, and right. I, yeah, I don't know. What's do you happening? want me to do it? I got it. No, I got it. Uh, no, I, we got people chiming in, making sure Ryan's okay since he's not here. After Ryan, that Ryan's fine. It's, this is a Wednesday night. This is his work night. Normally, he's a uh, he's a nurse, so he, yeah. he works you know later into the night. He works 12-hour shifts. So I'll try to play his night. agony out for you guys. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he's still getting over it, though, You know, as we all were. Uh, it took a day or two for us, I think, to even make a social that media say, post. Then two, week, two days later. Radio silence out of YouTube, yeah. which is amazing. Finally, I was like, all right, I, I took some time to die digest this uh because listen the game didn't start off terribly i mean they, they they ended up coming out of the first quarter ahead somehow even though they weren't playing great they were leading seven to three well that was the last time the the terps showed any kind of hope in this game uh because right after that they're losing 10 to 7 and on a punt return or no a kick return kick return yeah. uh dante demas goes down with one of the more gruesome knee injuries that i've ever seen uh, and I mean, Ryan and I, Hey Fred, move your head just to the right, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what it looked like for you fans. that don't know what it looked oh, like. I apologize. That was not me that put that photo in there. That was this guy here to my left, Scott. Uh, <laughs> it, it was gruesome. I had to see it in, 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 in full speed in person like that. Ryan, and I looked at each other and said, Oh, yep. He's done. Done for the yeah, year. I we knew up, it. I was up in the, uh, in the lines and getting another drink and it was, uh, you could you could hear the silence out and you know what I mean out there you could hear the silence I didn't really know what happened and then by the time I got back it was already the 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 the, the fall off was already occurring and you told me about demons I'm like ah well that's why and then yeah I, so not only do it, does he go down with this injury but in the process he fumbles the football because he just lost every LCL yeah. and CL and ACL no one told on the ball uh, and then obviously they're you know. Iowa's got the ball back in very short field. They go down there, score another touchdown. I think that's all, all she wrote for the Terps at that point because Talia in this game had already kind of looked like he was forcing the issue, throwing balls, trying to force Just him into windows. Decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you would have calmed down, it could have been the world. Right. 
I mean, four of his five interceptions he threw in this game were in the first half alone. Uh, so it wasn't like he was chucking balls late and trying to come back or anything, and he threw bad passes. This started early in the game for him. Uh, just kind of choked under the pressure and tried to force things to happen, which we hadn't seen. You know, he throw one interception this entire even season. Even it was all, you know what I mean? It really it wasn't, wasn't that like bad it of a pass. It was right a, into someone's hands, yeah. Right, exactly. And in this game, I mean, it was it was bad pass after bad pass. Uh I don't know where the accuracy went because we talked about it. You know, if he if he gets some of these receivers to catch some of these drops that they had, he's well, over eighty percent completion on and, the year. And that was the thing too. Um, the the drive they had in the first quarter where it was like they were they marched a little bit. He's halfway there at the at the halfway point, right? And he overthrows a wide open receiver. It was like that was the telling sign of what was to come. Right. Because it just, it was like the definition of that second quarter. Right. Exactly. And then beyond Talia, because it doesn't all fall on no, Talia's it does, shoulder. It really doesn't. It, it was just a very undisciplined game by the entire team. Uh, again, like I mentioned, 10 penalties in this game, continuing to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, I mean, killing any potential drive opportunities that they had early in this game. One of the highest penalized teams in the Big Ten at this point. So this isn't, again, this wasn't an isolated incident to just yeah, this game. Yeah, it wasn't just a mountain of a molehill of a game. Yeah, this has been an ongoing thing with this team. They're playing undisciplined football. I'm surprised that we're sitting here talking about this team at 4-1 and one just because, again, usually a team that plays and makes these kind of mental mistakes don't do well when yeah, it comes to wins and losses. They would have found an upset against Kent State. Type right. Of, yeah. Exactly. Uh, secondary. This was another issue. Uh, completely outplayed in this game. Uh, beat many a times, again, in man coverage in this game. I will say, still, still had a good game in this game. Uh, he was probably the only one in the secondary for me that would get a positive grade. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Even talking like, you know, Nick Cross in this game. Didn't really make any explosive plays, any big plays in this game. Just keep getting beat over the top in man coverage. Again, not looking back for the football. Yeah. Yeah, that's clear as day. Right. Not looking back for the football. It yeah. literally is. Just having that awareness on the field can make a difference. And this Iowa team that came in, they weren't a daunting offense. Like They were yeah, a that game was the managing. Thing too. That was the thing that had me buying in, as I'll, I'll admit. I'm a fair weather fan, and this, this, this kind of – results are the reason why I've always been a fair weather fan. So going into the game, I was pumped. Right. And it was like anything I had seen positive in the other four games, it just it was completely out the window. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the, the, the Iowa offense comes into this game, it kind of ranked in the mid to lower half of the Big Ten statistically. Well, Petraeus had no problem shredding this defense. 20- and that was the thing, too. He wasn't like – it isn't like he's – okay, maybe they didn't have any running game whatsoever, but he's a great quarterback. He literally is like average. Right. And then he looked like what Talia had been looking the first few exactly. weeks. Exactly. He was just sitting back there comfortable. Boom. Right. That, Tw- too. Comfortable. 21 comfortable. of 30, 259 yards through the air, three touchdowns in this game. That's a problem, you know, because the, the quarterbacks get a lot better – in the Big Ten, and it starts this Saturday noon as we go into Columbus yeah, to take on. That's the sad part about, and that was the thing I had thought about after the game. The next day was like the sad part is it just it doesn't get any easier. Right, right. We're going into Ohio State you to know, take on the had, number seven team in the country. If you had if your next game was Rutgers, which I mean they've been looking better lately, but if it's you know if you had another one of those cupcake games or a team that you would expect to be more evenly matched or you would all right. Well, that was a bad game. Clearly, you're facing the number five team in the nation. 
have some get some confidence and then play some more of these big dogs. But nope, you just got the big dogs coming. Right. Well, Ohio State's one of those big dogs. Yeah. Sitting at four and one on the season right now. Early on in the year, their quarterback, freshman C.J. Stroud, I wasn't super impressed with. But again, he was a freshman, five-star recruit quarterback coming in. Need to get his feet wet. He's gotten better and better each week. Just absolutely destroyed Rutgers this past week, throwing for over 300 yards and five touchdowns. So this kid's figuring out. Uh, this is going to be a real, real daunting challenge for the Terps, one that I don't see the Terps winning. Uh, but here's the thing. There's there's a couple of things that I'm going to look for in this game. Do you play clean football? Can you play disciplined You're football? You're going to have to. Yeah. You can't have you any have mistakes. To. I, don't, I don't even care about the win or loss in this game, right? That's, yeah. Because yeah. my, my big goal for this team has always just been get to a bowl. Getting to a bowl means two more wins. They've got four. They mean two more wins. They can find that outside of Ohio State in two more wins. My goal in this game is play disciplined. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Be Don't smart. cause unnecessary, you know, penalties. Yeah. And can Talia bounce back from adversity? Can he bounce back from adversity without his biggest weapon? Right. That's going to be that is the kicker. It's it's not just can he bounce back. It's can he if he had Demas, I would be saying, yeah, I think he's got a shot at being without Demas, can he truly bounce back? Can anybody else step up and fill the shoes of what Demas was doing? Well, the thing that we talked about at ends going into this season was the Terps have a stacked wide receiver core. And, yeah, it sucks to lose the best of the best in Dante Demas. It sucks for the kid, too. Not just yeah. selfishly as a fan. It sucks for the kid. This is a kid that was projected to be a second-round pick. Mel Kuyper, prior to this game, had just put out his wide receiver rankings, and he was in the top 10 yeah, for yeah. his wide receiver rankings coming into this and year's that is, draft. That's, that's second round. Yeah, that's second-round like that second pick, round. 100%. Um so, you know, all the well wishes to Dante Demas, man. Hope for a speedy recovery and hope you bounce back from it. He was seen getting carried off the field on the cart saying, I'm coming back. Are, yeah. I mean, not as much, buddy. We'll, we'll see what he means by that. I, I damn sure didn't think he meant coming back that game. Does that mean he's coming back this year? Does that mean he's coming back for another year? Because of the COVID Ohio thing? State, I don't know what your guys are talking about. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but this wide receiver core, it's deep, right? And there's a lot of guys that we haven't seen get a lot of play time. Can Jayshon Jones step up and be the playmaker that he once was his freshman year? He's going to get more run with the with you know with the team. He's going to get more receptions. Can a vet like Brian Cobbs step up and be more productive? There's a lot of guys in this in this offense and especially in this wide receiver core that can make up the void. And to Goog's point, John John Goog's in the chat says this is on national TV. This is this is a nationally televised, yeah. televised game with Fox right at at noon. This is a game that a lot of people are going to be watching right, especially considering what they did against Ohio State previously. Right, right. So th there there are a lot of a lot of chances for this team. I just don't know. I don't know that they can. If I'm being honest with you, I, I think this is a guarantee. I, I think know that you said you kind of think this. It's guaranteed loss in my. I'm writing it down as guaranteed loss. Yeah, we I do mean, the line in this game is 21, negative 21 yeah. to Ohio State. Like yeah. Ohio State's going to win this if football you game. If by 21, I'd be surprised. The only yeah. way Ohio State doesn't win this football game is if we play a perfect football game and Ohio State Ohio State shoots themselves in the foot, right? Yeah. So that's again, those are the silver linings. Can Talia bounce back? Can they play a clean football game? And what does this secondary look like against some of the best of the best wide receivers? You got Chris Olave, you got Garrett Wilson, two of the best wide receivers in the country in this game. Uh, it's going to be a real, real test for this secondary. So those are the three things yeah. that I'm going to be looking at in this game. Drew, Scott and I had already kind of said it. We don't think the Terps have it in them to win it. 
What do you see? I guess I'll refer back to my Fairweather fans. To, <laughs> no, just a job. Mean, shit. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I still want to see them do great. Like, it's the local team. It's it's still who I, I, I want to be there. I mean, it's a lot like I, we'll flip the switch. It's kind of like we're Ryan with Orioles. Yeah. You want them to do good. You want to be able to root for them and go to those games. But you feel like you're reading the same it. book over and over but again. You feel like you're reading yeah. the same book over and over again. Yeah. So, I, like, one, especially once, uh, once I saw the line was 21. Yeah, that I just that's I'm not I have no confidence whatsoever. And it'd be a different story where like if they lost to Iowa, but it was a ten point loss, that showed some kind of like right. fight. You didn't show any fight whatsoever. You didn't you didn't show any fight back to the adversity. Like if you show that adversity in the second quarter against Ohio State, it's over. Right? Because they're they're better than you deep, uh, athletically. Like you thought you were better than Iowa athletically. Well, they're way better than you athletically. Right. So, like, the, the line being 21, I don't have high hopes. It sucks. All right, Scott, it's time for a liquor stop brew of the week. And what did Jerry and the crew hook us up with this week? So this week, this, this floating can. This floating can, yeah. We'll have to go over to Drew to give you the yeah. actual look at the can because uh, there's a lot of green in this one. Uh, this is from DC Brow. You can take it right up there. Go like ahead. It. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I, I will say, like, it was being an okay on IPAs, definitely out on most uh, double IPAs. I kind of like this. It's it is very strong hobby. This is DC Brow. It's their Imperial. It's a double IPA, as Drew said. It's eight percent ABV. Uh, this one, it's very very hoppy. If you are not an IPA fan, it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks. Um, it, it's it is very strong. What is it, your initial it, taste? It does up? have kind of the citrusy kind of undertone to it. Not like a Blue Moon because obviously it's it's you know it's an IPA. It's a different kind of beer, but it does yeah. have those citrus undertones to it. Uh, double India uh, uh, India pale. pale Ale. Uh, what was the alcohol content on it? 8%. I can't find it. 8%. 8%. Okay. Yeah. So apparently that 8% is hitting me pretty strong. I'm stumbling yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 That's all, folks. Uh, the other <laughs> thing, they still they still have the Lining Kugel Summer Shandy up there. A case of 24 16-ounce cans. Yeah, they is, make it up there for me. It's 1567. Crazy deal there. The other thing I, I just did want to point out, because they've got it up there. They're one of the few in the area that actually have it. Yeah. So we've all had the, the Natty Light Strawberry Lemonade Beer, right? right? That they put out during beer. the summer. Beer, yeah. Hey, that's damn good. It, it, it's good. It good. It's good beer. Um, just like Bud Light's a beer. Uh, but anyway, this stuff is. They made a special edition. <laughs> it's floating too. Vi- is it flo- oh, the, floating? Oh, oh wow, it is floating. Yeah, Even it's the, the yellow. yellow. The yellow. Uh, but this is their strawberry lemonade vodka. You had a taste of this before the it's show. It's pretty good. If you've ever had Pink Whitney new, from New Amsterdam, I think it's actually better. Yeah, very, um, very similar. Twelve yeah. ninety nine a bottle too, so not a bad deal. So head up to Liquor Stop, fifteen ten Conowingo Road. Tell them Birdland BS sent you. Get your ten percent off. All right, fellas, it's time for some bros, bows, and o's, and this might be the f- the first of a last uh, <laughs> bros, bows, and o's segment for at least a little while. A anyway, little while. a little while. Yeah. Uh, as the Orioles wrap up their season, wrap up a stranglehold on the number one overall pick <laughs> in twenty twenty three. Fingers crossed. Hey-o. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I swear to God, if they screw us on the CBA, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Well, I'm I was going to say that for later, but well, let's let's get to it, right? Because uh, the Diamondbacks, we lose. The Diamondbacks win their game on, on Sunday. On a walk-off. On a walk-off, uh, which as of right now puts the Orioles in position for that first pick. Now, here's the thing that Drew was alluding to. There is a CBA discussion that's going on in, in preparation for next year. There, We could see a CBA adjustment this offseason season. 
because we there's could a also lot. see a lockout. You could, we could uh, see yeah, a lockout. There's a lot of there's a lot of people surrounding baseball that are saying that some some players, not all, some players don't like the situations, these constant rebuild situations, or these these fall completely fall off the table. You're not competitive for several years on end, and then you know you get all you rack up all these picks, and they're they're saying what that does is it creates a competitive imbalance on a inconsistent basis. I don't know that I agree with that because money don't. money does the same fucking thing. Right, yeah. So you can you can take that and you, okay, then then you're also going to put in the the cap that's going to limit what the Yankees in Boston and LA can fucking do every year. Right. Right? And like we were talking pregame and I know we're going to talk about it later. The fact that LA's in the fucking wild card game, fucking awesome. Good. I love it. I hope they fucking lose. Yeah, we're going to get into that later. Uh, but no, it, it's one of those things that it, it really sucks. So I did want to get your guys' take on us getting this first overall pick in the 2022 draft. Good, Drew. After having a shitty year like this, you better goddamn well get that first overall pick. And the sad part is it took a guy to hit a goddamn walk-off for you to get that damn thing. <laughs> you almost didn't get it. So you almost didn't get it. Yeah, uh, when I hear about the, the tanking crap, fine. I'm not, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt at this point, no. But like you said, you talk about the imbalance of crap. Well, it's also you, 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 when you got these teams that throw out billions of dollars at dollars and the, the guy doesn't pan out. Oh, well, we got yeah. the huge TV rights and the huge this because we've got that huge fan base for all these years. You know what I mean? That's just as much of an imbalance. So to me, like I, I, I get it. I, I'm more thinking there's going to be a lockout. Yeah. I've, I've, I've yeah. kind of always thought it. And, and that's because when you have talks of – well, you got MLB themselves coming out. Well, well, we're we, the baseballs are too juiced. Let's we'll, go. Worry, guys, we're changing it. All right. Well, guys are using sticky stuff too much. All right, don't worry, we're changing it. Yeah. Like you're 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 pitting the players against each other because let's just say that's like two sides of the coin. Player uh, batters and pitchers, right, right then and there, you're already not separated. to mention the mound moving back, right, you know, and what that just, what that could potentially do. They, you already got an issue with baseball and popularity, and then they keep shooting themselves in the foot yeah. every way. By announcing changes they're making instead of just like quietly doing it, even and no one would even notice. Yeah. Right. So the, the thing, like you know, it, it's funny we're talking about the CBA. One of the things in the CBA that we mentioned was, uh, you know, the, the mound potentially moving back. Well, we went to the game. You and I went to the game on Thursday. Yep. It was the last home game for the Orioles, the final home game of the season against the Red Sox. First of all, I'm gonna say it was really annoying. We got some beer, and it, there was like no beer in the building. Yeah, uh, the, they had basically cut off all ordering prior to the oh, final yeah. week of that season. Exactly. And it, the fact that it's a it's a home game it's against Boston, right. they're in the hunt, they're going to their crowd. It was a decent crowd. I was surprised. Yeah. Right? We laughed at my son before we left cuz he's like, "I think there's going to be a lot of people cuz it's the last game." We're going, "Yeah, I don't think so, but and it wound up being a decent amount of people." Yeah. Did you mute yourself? Yeah, no, I knocked out. I oh, wish okay. I had the childhood naivety. Still. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, in this game, uh, the final season, Tyler Nevin, yeah. he gets to make his debut, goes one for two with a walk and two RBIs on a double. Yep. Uh, they think they called it a single and with a one base here. A moonshot of a home Toronto. run in oh, yeah, Toronto, man. This kid. Third decker. Yeesh. That made me go six some, to midnight. Yeesh. <laughs> some good power for sure, yeah. right? Um, but uh, in the game that you and I went to, they win six to two. Uh, it, it didn't start well, right? 
Kike Hernandez hit a shot that went seven rows behind us, like directly behind <laughs> us, and it was first pitch, and it was like, oh, shit, here's yeah. the start of this game. I said to you, like, early on in that game, the first inning, I'm like, I don't know if Alex Wells is going to make it out of this game. <laughs> like, he just, he looked rough, and then, man, like a freaking light switch, turned things around, yeah, got through six innings of, of good baseball in really this game. Really settled it really settled down. Uh, looked really good. I, it's promising for him. For the Mal team. Castle with a three-run shot in this game out yeah. into the bullpen, which was nice. Um, and then the one thing that I was kind of alluding to with the CBA, I don't think I have ever seen so many wild pitches in a game out of both teams hmm. as I did in that game. Depends on what you classify as wild pitch and how much you put on the catcher. Because let's just say... <laughs> Because we're catchers, guys. No. I don't know if you said that or not, James. They're catchers. They're catchers. Severino. We're so lucky. And Severino's got to be the, one of the, the laziest defensive catchers I've ever he seen. He goes out with his glove. He doesn't. He doesn't block with his body. He doesn't it's all move. Glove. He it's doesn't move for the fucking ball at all. Yeah. It's, it's so lazy. It drives me absolutely He's been bonkers. He's blocking all year. That's why. Yeah. 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 Drives me bonkers. <laughs> Whatever. All year. Uh, but no, it, it was it was a good game to see. They went again. They went up one in six to two. Yeah. Uh, kind of wrapping up the season. The no-brainer, the duh moment of the year. Let's announce Cedric Mullins as the most valuable Oriole. Well, duh. Congratulations, Orioles. You didn't <laughs> fuck that one up. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for it. <laughs> yeah, one, one proud, one proud Seti daughter. You daddy, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> the Orioles didn't screw that one up, but MLB is about to screw it up by not giving Ryan Mountcastle the rookie of the year. I, I know we should. It, it's it's meaningless. It's stupid. It's an award. It doesn't matter. We still have Mountcastle here, and like we're gonna reap the benefits for him for years to come, but. I just hate the fact that this guy, statistically, he's in the top two yeah. or three in every rookie statistic. There's no reason this guy should yeah. be rookie. Yeah, baseball failing. Right. And, and it was, you know, it was nice to see, too, the, you know, after the game, after the last game in Toronto, um, there was an interview with Brandon Hyde just about the overall, you know, end of the season and everything. Um, and we're, we're going to skip over his com his audio comments. But he, he basically, to wrap it up, he basically said guys like Mullins and Mancini and uh, Means and Mountcastle, all these guys coming together to do what they did this year. Nobody, Ryan Mountcastle was almost sent down. We talked about that, yeah. right? Mullins, nobody knew he was going to bounce back the way that he did. You didn't know he's going to bounce back in this way. Never lost faith. That's <laughs> never do. He's got, look. He might, he might, he might not have been able to predict something like this, but he did. He definitely never backed off. Never he didn't once. back off. Teddy, I'll give him that. Never but was. you never would have said he should have been in the talks for MVP. Like one, no. it wasn't there. Uh, but no, like there, there was a lot to be happy about about with this. Uh, so it got me thinking, kind of hearing about all this, based on what we've seen and heard. I, I want to get your your guys' take on on some of the current guys that are on the roster that maybe should or should be back. Um, I, I obviously the four M's. I think we are all in agreement. Me. Mountcastle, Mancini, Mullins. Yeah, they're the they're the core. They're your, right. There's no question here. I don't right. think anybody's going. Yeah, okay. I don't think anybody's going to debate with those. So let's look at let's look at fielders. Right. There's. I think there are some some question marks and names. So I'm just going to list off these names, and you tell me the the standout guys that you are either yay or nay for. Well, there and, should be five M's. It's Fred putting in. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's going to get to the fourth the fifth them here in a second. So Hayes, Jemai Jones. Hey, right. absolutely Hayes. Austin Hayes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% yeah, hey, Austin Hayes. The only, hey, down, hey, hey. the only downside to Austin Hayes has been his injury hey, history, but he was able to work months, through that. 20 home runs this year. Amazing. Yeah. 20 home runs this year. Let's not forget that. You can't forget that he had an amazing September. 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jemai Jones. I think he's a good piece, a good depth piece, but we haven't seen enough of him at the major league level yet. Okay. Fair enough. Urias. 
Your Who? ass is My out. ass? Yeah, your okay. A, your ass is out. <laughs> yeah. Gu- Gutierrez, the third Gutierrez, baseman. Eh, no. He's not, not a piece for anything for the future. No. Ryan McKenna. Eh, not, yeah, 4A player. Pat Vileka. Nope. Fuck, no. no. Richie player. Martin. Richie Martin, I'm not giving up hope on for him as a depth piece. I just never cared about Martin. Utility. Utility. I agree with the utility. I just never cared about Martin. Now, here's the interesting one. Don't even ask it. Don't even ask it. Not this one. Wins. I think Wins could be the backup. I threw you off. Wins, I can see as a backup. Okay. As a backup, second or third option. Severino. He gone. All right. Jorge Mateo. I love him as an off-the-bench kind of guy, as a fourth, fifth outfield, or even a super utility, Stevie Wilkerson, per se. <laughs> yep. I like him as that super utility guy because he, he can has, play anywhere on the field. He has out like other world speed. He's got to get on base first. <laughs> well, usually as a bench, bench guy, a pitch runner. He, he doesn't yeah, have to. Everybody ahead of him has to. Yeah. I think he can bring some value in and, that and, sense. And to round out the fielders that I had question marks on, DJ Stewart. Please be gone. Gone. No, gone. Please. I agree. Gone. I agree. Gone. Give up on the DJ Stewart. Go away. All right. Let's, let's flip over to the pitchers. Tyler Wells. I like him. I like him. I like what he could bring potentially in the back end of the bullpen. I think he needs some work, but I, I do like his upside. Who doesn't need work? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody That's in true. this list pretty much. Uh, Cole Sulcer. I like him. I like him. Okay. I think as he's long a middle. as he doesn't have to close, I like him. Yeah. Right. Middle set to up back man. end set up setup man. guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he's kind of a, a Givens-esque type guy. He can do the eighth, eighth inning role. You put him in the ninth inning role, he struggles. Right. Simple as that. Uh, Zimmerman. I like the story. Don't think he's part of the future. Okay. Tate. Tate, I still, I'm not giving up on Tate. He's got nah, electric stuff. Zimmerman's I, not part of the future, but he's here next year. Yeah, no, I agree okay. with that. I'm okay. just talking about part of the future as like yeah. the the rebuild gets complete. Okay. Tate, I like him. I still like him as a back of the end, you know, back of the rotation kind of guy. Take his ass not out. a closer, but another <laughs> like, hey, if I need to get an out, this guy can blow it by you type of. Yeah, he can blow know, something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Fernando Abad. Who bless you? Does he build yeah. decks? <laughs> yeah, Zach Lowther. <laughs> Fuck off. He said, does he build decks? Uh, Zach Lowther. I haven't seen. That's enough. racist. I haven't seen enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was waiting to throw that joke on anybody. It has nothing to do with the guy. Uh, Cribal. Haven't seen enough. Cribal. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen enough. Handhold. Who? That's cute. <laughs> no. Is he really? Or you just like his name? I like his name. You hold his hand. Aiken. <laughs> I'm done on Aiken Project. Nah, I, I, I don't think he's part of the future at all. Keegan Aiken. I think he would be good to bullpen. I don't even see him as a bullpen kind of guy. There are other guys that I see, like a Dean Kramer. I could see him. That was him. next, Kramer. I was going to say, I could see him as a long, long relief kind of okay. guy. You know, a four or five how about, guy. How about Laskins? Lakins. Or Lakins. Yeah, sorry. I put an S in there. Yeah. I'm not sold on him. Okay. Tanner Scott. I love Tanner Scott. Yeah. I still think Tanner Scott can be a setup guy. Not a closer guy, but I like him as a setup. Get past the injuries. We're good. All right. Next guy. Come All on. right. Jorge Lopez. Yes. Bullpen. In the goddamn bullpen. bullpen. Yeah. If he's in the bullpen, <laughs> bullpen. yes. Bullpen, don't straight, ask him to go to first base. If bullpen, bullpen, sure. <laughs> All right. I, I, bullpen. I think the, so, way, the way I see him, I think he could be a, a nasty closer. Bullpen. Lopez? Yeah. I, I'd be interested to see what he could do in that role. Bullpen. That would that's that, part of the bullpen. Keep on saying it. That's where right. he belongs. Okay, I mean, so the there's two bullpen with this team could be the fourth inning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, there's two <laughs> names. There's two names that I left off, and it's purpose on purpose because of injury injury history and injury problems. First one is Anthony Santander. Where do you see him next year? Is he with this team? To, 
Does he go somewhere I, else? I'm not giving up on Anthony Santander yet. I'll bags to the train to get no, out No, I, I feel that really? way. I feel that way about DJ Stewart. I feel that way about DJ Stewart. I do not feel that way about Anthony just, Santander. Right, I, I want to go to Drew for a second because I, I'm I'm honestly surprised by your answer on this. You're the saying he's gone. The only decent bit he's done it was in the, it was in the COVID-shortened season. He started off good this year prior to the injury. Injuries. Prior, but injuries. And then he came back. Okay, all right. But even when he came back, he didn't set the world off. Being that guy, you know what I mean? Like, at least Hayes showed some kind of promise when, he, when Hayes was The few in. games he did before the the second injury, he did. That's the issue. Before the second, another all injury. Right, all right. But, I, okay, same but injury. Wait, I'm bringing him back yet. one I, more. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with him. If you, you were saying, now we're talking about for the for future, not just next year. For right, the future. for future. I don't even want him here next year. You've got a... Uh, carry a, a lot of hate with you around you. <laughs> Dude, he... <laughs> Come on, that guy. We guy. thought he would do good and then get traded. You know, it year. must be an Android thing. That's nothing. That's not even a shoehorn of the joke. That's worse than the shoehorn of the deck joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I, I, I got me. Like, well, you got, but no, but you got guys behind him like Newstrom, and I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, I'm. I don't know. Why I'm drawing Stowers. Kyle Stowers. Well, you, ne- you know what I mean? You like, got Nevin in the already in the outfield that you, you, know you saw. I mean? You've yeah. got other guys that are showing promise. As corner outfielders, let me, so what so if a guy like just said the just same thing? Stowers and Newstrom potentially make Santander expendable. But okay, I agree with that. But I just think it's still too early to give up on. I'm just, I, so, and this is where I wanted to go with this because this is my thought, and I'm surprised you didn't think you weren't thinking this right. I would have thought of anybody in this room. I would have thought you and, and I would have been on the same, the same Newstrom, page. The problem is Newstrom and Stowers are the hot names right now because of what they're doing down in the minor leagues. But Santander was doing big things down in the minor leagues, which is why we got him in a Rule 5 draft pick, and which is why we spent that whole season in keeping him as a Rule 5 draft pick. I just, I what we saw in that shortened season and what we saw in the beginning of the season prior to the injury is what I'm still holding hope for. Yes, he had the injury, and he did not bounce back, and he took a step back offensively this year. I still believe that he can be a contributor. I don't think he'll be an everyday starter when this rebuild is done, but I think he can be a fourth or fifth out. And here's the deal. He's going to be, because of the injuries this past year, he's going to be a minimal cost to you, right? Mm -hmm. Fairly minimal cost. So because everybody, no one's got to Well, I get that, but but, but with with what what he's able to produce on the field, what I'm doing is I'm bringing him back next year. I'm not I'm not breaking. I'm not breaking spring training with Newstrom or Stowers yet. I'm gonna well unless they they have an immaculate spring training. I just don't think it's gonna happen because neither of these guys have really been in, in, in the chance of the the tides and really been able to get full experience. It was with some major league pitching, so to speak. My thing here is I'm keeping him. Yes, these guys are waiting in the wings, but I keep him. And is, if he's doing well, the second. That someone comes a knocking, but no one's gonna come knocking. If he starts off the way that he did, somebody might. I'm willing to take something for him. I'm willing to take something for uh, dude, him. We gotta get, get you on it. the show, man. He says, "Do we give up on using Al Diaz by 2023?" I'm one stop away from leaving that hype train. Listen, I left that yeah. hype train last year, man. That kid has not lived up to the expectation of what he was supposed. He was supposed to be the centerpiece of that Manny Machado trade, and he has not the lived in- up to the well, expectation. Well, the injury, the injury happened again. Right? Injury, again, injury, again. injury. It's always something. I, like yeah, you keep coming I up with excuses it. for these guys. Good, James. Oh, just, like excuses. I just for want someone in the outfield that has a goddamn arm. That's all I want. Hayes has a good arm. But I want consistent playing. Santander, when he's out there, has a good arm. Uh, uh, I want someone with the arm, dude. 
Like, you, you, you want an arm? No, no. But the worst is like, when you watch his arm. Well, yeah, that's you what he's saying, though. But that's what DJ he's Stewart doesn't look like he plays outfield with his eyes open. He's no, so bad. Is, when, you, <laughs> yeah. when you see a guy, they hit the ball and we're a small ballpark, and they're like, ah, oh, he's going to just barely get to second base. I want someone that can fucking throw it from the outfield to like the bases without even a yeah. skip. Well, right. I mean, the other thing is you, you also have to have infielders that are going to cut the ball off, which Joe is says, one of the things that we're Joe talking. says, can we bring back Nick? We were spoiled, yeah. man. Yeah. Those Marcakis and Jones years, talk about great offensive play or great defensive play and great arms. Those two guys. Held but, I mean, even play. dating back, we've had, we've had some good arms good in, the, in, the, in, in, in the Hayes has a good arm. I've seen a couple times. No, Hayes got a good arm. Yeah, yeah. Hayes, Hayes is a good player. The, so, the problem with him has been injuries. Speaking of Ben, that's I'll healthy year. It's been yeah. healthy. Okay, See, so- this is the shit. You're okay with Hayes and the injuries that he has, but oh, you're not with okay with Santander and the injuries yeah. he's had. Hayes has had a much longer list of injuries than Santander's ever had. He's not talking about the All right, All right hang on. So we're talking about good arms and injuries. Yeah. Another guy that I think people are, are kind of getting a little bit tired of not seeing the full potential with. Chris Davis. Hunter Harvey. <laughs> no, you don't have to worry about that. He retired. No, yeah, he's gone. Hunter Harvey. He's making yeah. a comeback. <laughs> Hunter Hunter Harvey past two though, seasons. I, it's it's I'm been every with year with two him. Seasons. I'm done yes. with him. It's it's been every, every year with him. Season. I'm done. I'm yeah. done with him. He, Listen, he's. I, I understand the the feeling behind that, and I get that. He's not costing us like next to nothing right now at this point. I think. He still has potential as a back of the a back of the bullpen kind of guy. He's not going to be oh, a starter. No way. His arm can't he hold never up was. for that. But he's got electric stuff that he could yeah. be an eighth or ninth inning guy if he can figure it out he, and keep his. He's health. got potential to say, "Hey, uh, I think you're done for the year." Talking to another pitcher with that injury, you're definitely done. <laughs> he's got that experience. Hey, he's, yeah, you're right. He, he's a scout for injuries. <laughs> he's the injury scout. He's the first ever oh, injury yeah. scout. All right, and Drew, I think you put this last one in here because I didn't put it in here, oh, and okay. Fred didn't put it in here. Talk to us about uh, some of the moves That's that are being one. made in the, in, the, in the minors. Getting good at this though, except for that one. Uh, so they let go of. Don Ryan, the hitting coach. Yeah, we don't need him. We don't need no stinking Ryan. Uh, so they let go of Don Long. He was a hitting coach. You put Drew in a chair for one day. Long Don <laughs> Johnson's gone. I didn't screw up. You know? All right. Anyway, we're, we're not going to say it's a little too much. So uh, they Show's let go of Don Long. I, I, I'm a little, I don't really know if I don't like it. I mean, it's it. Okay, you could say they let go of the hitting coach. What the hell? Uh, let's see. Two seasons, the, you had three guys that hit over twenty home runs this yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, you got stuff like that. It's it's a head scratcher. I, I, I agree, but I, I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what their corresponding move is. Uh, so down in Norfolk, though, they did let go of Gary Kendall. Twenty three years. I'll admit that I only put the pitching coach, and I didn't put his name. So whoever the pitching coach is, Kines- Kinesi or Gary, something like that. The Gary Kendall one didn't really surprise me because. Honestly, older Nor- regime. Norfolk, well, older regime won, and Norfolk was kind of the the shit show of the minor league system on the year. You, yeah. Well, the past the past few well, years they've had some struggles. Two, I think it's Buck Britton's job. Buck I do. Britton is, He's, Buck Britton's he, done a hell of a good job the last several years down in Bowie. So Scott and I had kind of talked about this pre-show, and I think 
you've seen Buck Britton progress through the career as these prospects have progressed through yeah. their career. Guys so this is just with. this is just the next step for him is going up the AAA as all these big names are coming up the AAA. So I think the writing was on the raw with on the wall with Britton getting this job. Yeah, and that's the other thing is is this guy you know with Buck Britton right if he does well this next year with Norfolk maybe possibly the year after that does he come up and is he the type of guy that becomes like a, a bench coach type situation that can help coach some of us up some of these players especially when you're bringing some new guys on and he's you know growing with them we'll right. have to see what happens but they, they definitely make that they also buck made Britain uh, o's manager 2024 it's a good buck could be another buck in baltimore that'd be interesting that'd be hey, interesting what, new brand new manager taking over a team that, that is expected to do well i what's, mean what's a real job of a bench coach i don't uh, know that's freddie gonzalez I mean, <laughs> I mean, what does he like to get the guys fired up on the bench? Like, hey, you're next. I think it's I think it's that situation to remind. He facilitates remind. the bubble double, the double bubble, <laughs> and uh, hey, he facilitates uh, Cedric, uh, Cedric Mullins running on the field make, by himself. Uh, make sure Means has his spider tack hidden properly in his glove <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the, the other, the other thing that, to build a deck. <laughs> the other thing that they that, that they said was, uh, and again, speaking of old regimes and stuff like that, Arthur Mills. Again, former Oriole pitcher. He was down there. He was in the Florida complex helping. They let him go. He's been around. I mean, he's been around for several years in different roles in the minors and the low minors. I mean, again, old regime. Old regime. Was he up with the Orioles too as a pitcher? At one point, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the bullpen uh, two two years ago. I got his hat. I think two, maybe three years ago he was in. He was a bullpen coach. Tell you the story. I got his hat autograph. I actually won a bid on the auction. You could tell it now. (laughs) <laughs> on, on the auction and the fucking Orioles worst. The Orioles have the worst fucking store. They're overpriced and they have <laughs> shit in there. So oh, I actually, Major League Baseball. No, no, no. <laughs> Boston has the best fucking shop ever. If you ever get a chance, you no, want to buy some No, I'm not going to buy anything from the Red Sox. No, no, no. No, they, no, 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 but they have <laughs> like Orioles and Yankees and, and Tampa Bay. They have all kinds have a of mixture. stuff in their, in their store. David, it's no, I, I'm right there with you this but, year for sure. I, I want an Arthur Mills uh, Mother's Day hat. They put that bitch in a FedEx box about this big. They smushed the fucking hat down and jammed it in there for fucking two hundred fucking dollars. Well, you know why, right? Because they had to spend all that money and save all that money to open a new facility down in the Dominican Republic, which yes. they did over the over the weekend. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah they yeah. opened it. They broke ground on that. I brought think, in three today. former Orioles. Out of yeah, the American. Oh, that was I the s- picture you sent I sent yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. It was pretty cool. Was a, if you haven't seen it yet, if you're an Oriole fan, look up their Twitter page. There's a picture of all the guys Twitter down or there Facebook. breaking ground. Uh, you had Miguel Tejada down there. You had Melvin Mora. Daniel Cabrera. Daniel That's a throwback. <laughs> still, <laughs> looks, still looks good. Uh, it, it was wait, cool. Wait, I, maybe, so maybe can we sign him? Can we <laughs> yeah, sign, right? he, might be, he might give us a better shot. So. <laughs> I don't know about Matata, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, look at this guy Dave got, got something from Finland. No rules. No boundaries. Two topics. 30 seconds each. It's time the second question. for the two-minute warning. I'm on it this week, mofo. I had to give you a heads up. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Right, who the guys. hell is reading the question? You two are for the two-minute warning. Because I am an okay producer. <laughs> <laughs> you're no Ryan, though. I'm not, I'm not no you're Ryan. You're no Ryan. You talk a little less. <laughs> you do talk a lot you're, less. You're, you're a little softer. I was taking it in. Well, I think you don't command that, such a presence. If I would have had, like, that doesn't matter. 
Let's just go to the two minute warning. Let's stop all the beef. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> all right, we got the pull. We got the playoffs. Uh, we got the wild card games now. The playoffs are, are starting. Who MLB playoffs. M- MLB playoffs. Sorry, not NBA or WNBA or none. No one cares about that. So. <laughs> anyway. Who you got facing off in the ALCS, and then who do you have facing off in the NLCS? All right. Uh, ALCS, I really would like to see uh, Tampa Bay versus the White Sox. I'm tired of the same old shit, uh, so I think Tampa Bay has the, the opportunity to really knock out Boston. I think the White Sox have a lot of, of good young players, and I think they could take out Houston. Um, on the NL side, I think L.A. is going to beat the San, uh, St. Louis. I think they're going to take it on. I think it's going to wind up being L.A. and Atlanta. And again, I think Atlanta's got a lot of young talent. I see Atlanta and uh, really the White Sox in the World Series. All right, so I'm going to right there with you. I'm going to give you the teams that I want to see, and that's going to be Tampa Bay and Chicago because fuck Houston and fuck Boston, right? <laughs> uh, those are two guys I want to see in the ALCS battle it out. I do think the uh, the Dodgers end up winning the wild card game, uh, and I think the Dodgers and the Braves square off in the NLCS, and I think it'll be Tampa and the Dodgers. Ooh, you think they're going to try to run it back? Series for back. another matchup, man. Round All right. Two. All right. So Alex Ovechkin's looking to break uh, Wayne Gretzky's career scoring goal. He currently sits at 70, 730 and uh, Wayne Gretzky at 894. Do you see him achieving this in his career? Uh, Ovi is, is, I think we said 36, 36. right? Uh, how old was Wayne when he retired? Yeah, wasn't he? That up. Wasn't he? I think he was, I want to say he was in his 40. He was 40 or 41. So I think he, you know, you've got Ovechkin, the numbers work out. If he's scoring about, what, 40 a year, he could do it. And I think he's going to try to stick around and do it. I think numbers-wise, yeah, it's real easy to say that Ovechkin could do this because he's been averaging like somewhere between 40 and 50 goals a season for the last like 40 years, it feels like. Uh, I think he can do this. He's going to have to have kind of that Yarmir Yager kind of stretch at the end of his career. I think you're going to see more of those like 20 to 25 goal seasons as he gets over like the 40-year-old mark. Uh, but I think he's got that drive to want to play and want to do it and be the best ever. I think he's he got does that it. protection. Too. I do. It's, good, yeah. it's always a good team around. He's got him. Yeah. I think he Caps does have it. done well with protecting him for sure. For sure. sure. All right, fellas, it was a good show, man. Appreciate everybody tuning in as always. Sorry again for it being on a Wednesday night versus your normal Tuesday, but we will be back next Tuesday, same time, same place. You know how it is. Way to take my line. I'm just gay. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> what else do I have to say? Oh, that's right. You can check out our website, www.birdlandbs.com. While you're there, you can check out all of our episodes. Get yourself some Birdland BS gear. You also can check out the Shell and Tell podcast, uh, which you guys put out a new one, I believe, last week. We did. Right? So uh, able Working to- Working on another one tomorrow. Oh, there you go. So stay tuned for that. You can check that out. Also check us out on Birdland Sports and BigPlay.com as well. We're on both of those as our affiliates. Make sure you always check us out on all of our social media pages. If you want to get in contact with us, you can reach out to any of us individually. Go out, go to the page. You can email us at birdlandbs at gmail.com. It's another way to get a hold of us. We are always looking for topics. We're always looking for questions. Craig Zero, we saw your question this week. We'll answer it here in the after hour. So stay tuned. Make sure that, and yes, Dave, we're on last call already. Jeez. Flying through it. We didn't Flying have Ryan to suck all the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shorter term segment than it was normally going to be. Uh, but no. Yeah, that's a good point right there. That, that was it. We just kind of went through. And the Drew didn't have to run and go 
go pee this week. Yeah, That's what I, it was. I had no choice. I got to pee really bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the after hours just for Drew. Make sure you always check us out on all of our social media pages. Like I said, like, follow, subscribe, and share while you're there. The audio version of the show is on all of our platforms as well. If we're not on the platform you, you're listening to, reach out to us through those social media platforms. Let us know. We'll see what we can do to get on there for you guys. As Fred said and took away from me, I'll just say it again. You guys know we usually do this on Tuesday nights. We appreciate you being patient with us on the uh, the Wednesday night show, uh, having everything that happened yesterday. So appreciate the love from all of you guys. And we will be here again next Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on all the social media platforms. For Fred, Ryan, who's not here, Drew in the producer seat this week, James over there on the couch, and myself. We'll see you next week. See you.